So my, I played a private event uh, at the Towson Elks the other night, which is my first time there. Somebody requested this, and you can only imagine how I fared at this part not yeah, knowing the words. I have seen the other but this fight is not worth Like, we're just going to skip the verses, dude. I don't know. the words. And I will to follow me. Yeah, what do you do in that situation? Like, people like request a specific song. You're not like a jukebox, you know. I look it up on my phone, and normally, like the words, you're just like, hibbity bop, dibbity doo, shibbity bop, flippity flu. But this one's like, I'm like, oh jeez. But if I don't know the words, they don't fucking know the words, dude. You just gotta nail the guitar bar, really. True. Which I didn't. I'm just hitting boom, 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 boom. Just that part. And they were like, "Dude, you killed it!" Hell yeah, dude. It's 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 way different than being a DJ because all you got to do is try. Yeah. People love when you try. <laughs> Sometimes it's even better when you fuck up. People are just like, "You suck." <laughs> Hell yeah, that was terrible. Here's ten bucks. <laughs> Thanks for embarrassing yourself. Never getting booked here again. Live from the studio. That was an artificial fade. There was more to that song, but <laughs> you don't know, and I don't know, baby. I'm Jimmy. I thought Celeste. that was the end of it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> never heard that song. <laughs> I played you six songs back to back. You're like, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> yeah, you kept playing Jack Johnson after Jack Johnson, being like, and no, you'll get the, when the chorus hits, <laughs> then you'll know. And I was just no. Yeah, every dude. time. Huh? Nope. If you don't know the chorus, then it's a fucking. Then what are you gonna do? You know, I'm chorus no learning Eric Glazer over here. <laughs> <laughs> I just I figured like every like Jack Johnson's one of those artists. I just remember him being so big when we were middle school. I remember like everybody like he was like the cool guy to like. Yeah, I mean he was definitely like the cool hot singer at the time when mm-hmm. we were in middle school, and that's probably why I didn't listen to him because I was yeah, like, dude. come on. I'm not I'm not looking at my competition. I don't need to know about that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't start becoming jealous of cool hot guy singers until I was old enough to want to be a cool hot guy singer. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Wait, fuck these guys that are contemporaries of me, dude." But back yeah. in the day, I was like, "Oh, I love Jack Johnson." Even <laughs> well, though you weren't cool and hot yet. <laughs> I wasn't cool or hot yet. Yeah. Neither. It wasn't even a combo matter. It was just nothing. Yeah, you weren't even on the same lane yet. Yeah. You know? I was big like when Maroon 5 came out with this love, I was like, yes. And now I'm like, fuck Maroon 5. <laughs> even though he's like 48 now or something. Yeah, dude, you'll fucking, you know, knock him over with a slip. Yeah, when I'm fucking 48, who knows. But uh, yeah, uh, middle school teacher of mine Facebook messaged me. This is why I got on this whole middle school kick. I'm sorry you had to be a part of this. No, it's okay. Uh, she Facebook messaged me a picture. Damn, and bro. she said, I know. It's like, whoa. She said, ran across this gem when cleaning out files in my basement. I laughed so hard when you brought this in as an excuse that I had to keep it. It's the small things like that keep the teachers going. 
And I also wonder if you ever completed the assignment on the back of the paper. Hope you were doing well and still have the same sense of humor. And so I vividly remember this morning. You can read that. It wasn't even like that great. My dad made me write that on a paper. Note. Make concern. I'm late because I spent more time arguing with my father about what is right rather than doing what is right. <laughs> Dick Foley. Who's that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. All I know is there's like the classic doodle on the bottom. I was doing this is seventh grade, so oh I was doing God. something. I don't even know what that's supposed to be. That probably was supposed to be a human being. I, I'm that bad at drawing that that could very well have been an attempt. At a, at a person. Yeah, or like, I don't know. Looks like a walkway or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a hallway. You think I was just drawing it's a hallway? very abstract, dude. I was a big doodler, and uh, yeah, I vividly remember that morning. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I used to, I actually, I got in trouble for my doodles once. Okay, so this is, this is another contextual thing that um, a lot of people in this day and age won't understand, but when we okay, when we were in middle school, I think I told this story on the podcast, but I, I was just one day just bored as fuck, and I was practicing. Again, this is twenty years ago, so back off. I was practicing drawing swastikas because oh, I just yeah. thought they looked cool. Every kid in middle school drew that. Every kid drew swastikas. Yeah, and it's like, like drawing the fucking like Superman S. It's like fucking everyone does it. Yeah, and like Miss, uh, one of my teachers in seventh grade saw it and like. Like, try to get me suspended. Oh, my God. And it wasn't, like, on a desk. It wasn't, like, in the bathroom. It was just, like, on one of my, like, papers in my notebook mm-hmm. that I was just practicing. And my excuse was, uh, it's not, it's back, like, it's not even right. Because I had drawn it backwards accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> As if that was going to be, like, some type of thing. And I tried to play the Hindu card. I was like, well, it's, you know, it's a Hindu for fuck Nazis. I don't know. <laughs> but she got, like, really mad about that. And she, I think... It was weird. Like she was like so pissed about it, and then I was like, "I'm I'm I'm not a Nazi. I'm 12. I don't know what's going on here." Mm-hmm. And then she was like, "Well, we're gonna do something about this." Your brother's like, "I thought this was better than drawing a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> thought I'd get in trouble if I drew dick, so I was drawing this instead." Yeah, got- I did not know the ramifications behind this. <laughs> so she got like all up in arms and was like, "We're gonna do something," and then. A day went by, two days went by. She never did anything about it. Well, I guess she must have just... It might have just hit home for her that she was like, this is not a thing. Yeah, I'm trying to make this a thing so bad, and uh, it's not. But uh, yeah, imagine it. I feel or maybe like, after like she saw your reaction to being like, oh my God, I didn't even know. Like She yeah. kind of cooled off and was like, okay. Yeah, but she couldn't might not act like... That was a problem with teachers. They can't act in the moment like you proved mm-hmm. them wrong. You know, yeah, They got to yeah. still be like, no. Like, I had Miss Muirhead in, in ninth grade send me to the office and try to get me suspended because... I, this is another story I told on the podcast, but who gives a fuck? Um, when, after the Don Imus thing happened, remember that? When oh, he the would, nappy-headed yeah, thing. And yeah. I called my friend Nick Brock a nappy-headed toe. Blonde-haired white guy. He walked in. We'd always, we would always have, like, a roast battle at the end of... And this is, like, the day of. So I was being, like, super topical. <laughs> like, I thought I fucking nailed this joke. Like, it was perfect. Your perp- dad had the fucking news radio on the way into school. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm getting so many roast ideas. <laughs> so many political topics none of my peers are going to understand. <laughs> <laughs> she called me into the... She called me outside the classroom before she started a class. She made a big thing. She was like, Jimmy, out in the hall now! And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> 
This nappy-headed hoe is going to fucking roast me. <laughs> she calls out. She's yelling in my face, fucking spitting in my face, yelling and shit. And she's like, go to the office. And I go to the office, and the office is just like, dude, what the fuck, bro? This is so <laughs> stupid. But they were on my side because they knew Miss Muirhead was annoying, dude. They knew she was they Like, she would email my mom, like, once a week about whatever I was doing. And one, I remember my mom would get mad at me for like the first couple of weeks. And then one week she was just like, Jimmy has been flexing his muscles in class too much. <laughs> and my mom was like, all right, I'm this done. This is enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm done with this progress report of my son. Like, can we just accept these a fucking retard and move on, please? <laughs> <laughs> now you're just saying random shit he's doing. Like, you might not even know he's doing that. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, I don't fucking know if I'm flexing. flexing. I wasn't even flexing. Were you like, everyone, look, I'm flexing. <laughs> or were you just in the back, like... <laughs> I just hit Mr. Head. I'm like, nah, I'm not even flexing, Mr. Head. That's <laughs> I'm just, just raising me. my hand. <laughs> That's just me. I'm sorry, you, you don't know what a man like looks pushing like. Pushing your muscle up <laughs> in the back, like, look at this shit. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that was crazy. So I, I messaged her back, and I was just like, um, blah 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 blah, whatever. But it, it's funny because middle school is such like a black hole in my memory that like mm-hmm. very few things register for me and when i saw that i vividly remembered the day when i was driving to school and my dad and i got in some argument on the way to school and uh we were sitting in the parking lot and i was like it was like two minutes till school and we're still yelling at each other and then it's like the time that i'm supposed to be in school and we're just still in the parking lot yelling at each other and then like 50 minutes goes by we're in this long form debate i don't even know what we were debating about Mm -hmm. i think i was just saying like reasons why it doesn't matter if i do my homework which looking back uh kind of turned out to be true yeah so i kind (laughs) of want to throw us back (laughs) they're kind of right a little bit yeah so my dad's going off he's like well i don't give a fuck if school starts my fucking son we're gonna fucking finish this conversation (laughs) it's not like he had anywhere to go so (laughs) So I walk in like 45 minutes late to class and he makes me write that on a note and he signs it. And my teacher, at the time, again, teachers never let you know when you like really nailed it, you know? Like all the times that I hear from my teachers have been like that I did something good have been like 15 years after the fact. Mm -hmm. Like when I ran into Mr. D at the liquor store and he was like, I want you to play my wedding. Like you were always like blah, blah, blah in middle school. And I was like, I thought you, you should have like, told me. I had you, no confidence. Nobody thought I <laughs> needed to be built up. Yeah, I know. Nobody gave me any sense of like I was doing anything right. And then yeah. like 15 years later, like, oh, yeah, dude, we always knew you were gonna be fine. I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't. The encouragement. <laughs> I had no fucking idea. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Little blast from the past there, dude. So, so, you know, you know, it, it sounds ridiculous as a 20 going on 29. I'll be 29 next month. Let, not even next month, in mm-hmm. in like a little more than two weeks, less than three weeks, I'll be 29. And my favorite part of that message was when she finished it and said, just wondering if you ever finished that assignment. And you don't know how freeing it was to my soul to say to my teacher 15 years later, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know I didn't finish that assignment. And it was just like, I was like, wow. There's no repercussions now. This seemed like the biggest deal when I was 12. Like, oh my God, I didn't do my mind jog. <laughs> Gives a fuck, dude. What is a mind jog, dude? Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah, dude. They got to do something with school because it just doesn't work for, for a lot of people. And uh, But nobody tells, nobody tells you. You just got to muscle through. If you're a guy like me or you, you just got to fucking go through it. Think you suck. And then get dropped in the road and like, oh, wait, no. 
they were the ones that sucked. I'm yeah. good. Well, think you sucked, but then also just completely coast through the yeah. entirety of it. Yeah. I've never really, I mean, I, yeah, I've never really gotten the point, but regardless, we're more importantly in more, much more recent memory. Uh, we're both Florida boys, baby. We both we're got Florida back from Florida. Boys, we're tan. We're fucking, you see my tan, bro? Yeah, dude. I'm you're fairly tan. You moved up a notch on the tan on it. I even tried to, I got a little bit of my farmer's tan out. Did you get burnt? I did get burnt. Oh, yikes. Because, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Like, you know, we were outside for like three days shooting in the fucking, like, you know, high noon, you know, sun strong is bla- blaring down on us. And where in Florida did you go again? Uh, so our first one was in Tallahassee. The capital. The capital. Which honestly, I don't know why it's the capital. It's a very small town. I think with most, not much to do. I think most state capitals aren't supposed to make sense. Like yeah. intuitively, you would think that Baltimore would be the capital of Maryland, but it's Annapolis. And Annapolis is cool, mm-hmm. but like you go to Annapolis, you're like, this is the this is the capital of Maryland. Yeah, really. Well, so the weird thing is too, it's like um, two colleges are in Tallahassee, like FSU, and then also like uh. Florida, the whatever the agricultural Florida school Tech, is, Florida like International, FEMU or whatever the fuck. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I forget what it is. Um, but it's like two really big colleges in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's it's like if like Towson was in the middle of nowhere, but like just the main strip of shit. Yeah, but that's honestly uh, that's how most college towns are. That's so weird. Like Towson is very unique because it's a college town that also happens to be like a very bustling suburb of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So you like you get the college town vibe, but there's also next to something. But if you go to like Penn State or like College Park's a perfect example. College yeah, Park is nothing without University of Maryland. If you took University of Maryland out of College Park, you have just another random town mm-hmm. like Laurel that has like one two lane highway as a main strip. And then, like, a bunch of liquor stores and, and, like, bars no one wants to go to. Yeah. So that, you went to a college town. Yeah. State cat. Um, but it was kind of, it was pretty beautiful. Like, there's a lot of really, like, good, like, uh, parks and stuff in Florida and, like, nature reserves. Um, and, like, there's so much fucking water. Like, I don't know if you saw all the fucking, like, lakes and shit all throughout, like, down by Miami. Because I didn't go down that far. But, um, yeah, we did Tallahassee. We saw... Two gators. Nice. There, we saw a baby one. Fucking, uh, Joey was droning. And we were, like, in this, like, park. We were filming this fisherman. Um, and he's just, like, flying the drone, flying the drone. And then all of a sudden I hear, like, a... And (laughs) the drone fucking gets lodged in a tree above this, like, swamp that we're fishing in. Oh, hell yeah. And, uh... He had, like, the fucking suspender fucking waders in the car. So he, like, went back to the car, came back, got the waders on. And as he's, like, doing all this, me and the fisher are, like, walking around fishing. I'm still filming. And we just see, like, a tiny little gator pop out of the water. How big? Like, how big like, was it? just a baby one. So it was maybe, oh, okay. like, a foot, two foot. Like, it was baby, baby. It wasn't going to fuck anything up. Okay. Um, and he was like, you know what? The, the gators down here, you really don't have to worry about. You just have to worry about, like, the water moccasins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, God. So Joey gets back. He's, like, wading through the swamp. He tries to go, like, straight across to where the uh, the drone is. So, like, where we are, it's like a bank. 
and there's water from like the lakey swamp. There's also a bunch of like wetlands with like, you know, shrubbery and shit growing out of the, the water. Um, so he tries to go straight through the water first and it goes almost all the way up to where his like waders reach on his chest. So he's like, fuck it, I'm coming back. Uh, he like starts to walk around on like the grass. What does the ground feel like? Is it really muddy and squishy, like swampy type? That's of thing? what he said it was. He Ugh. said his like feet were like sink- sinking in and shit. So he's like, if I went any further, like I would have been submerged. Like, oh dude, would have sucked. Um, but then he walks around to the grass, which is a little easier to walk on because you're not sinking through. So he walks across the grass to this little like sandbar land bar where these trees were that the drone fell into and he's over there with like a fishing rod and he's like getting into the brush and he's like finally underneath the tree and he's like whacking it, whacking it, whacking it all the while. Like we're watching him. I'm filming him. These two like nosy, like old people walk up to us and they're like, Hey, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, "Mm, uh, filming. Oh, what are you down here for? Like trying to see like, you know, Mm -hmm. what are you doing? Do you want me to call the police? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he like tree. subtly mentions like, oh yeah, I know like the park ranger. You want me to get him down here? Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, maybe not. No. We did not get a, you know. <laughs> but we're doing like official business. So I think it would have been fine. Yeah. But, uh, but like they're just like watching behind us, like the two fucking like puppets from uh, Muppets, like the old guys in the balcony. Bert, yeah. The fucking, uh, yeah. The I don't critics. remember their name. Yeah. The critics. And, uh, like, oh, yeah, this is better than the walk. I'm glad I stopped. I'm watching this, and I can go home and relax all the rest of the day. Um, all the while, Joe is, like, smacking the drone with the fishing rod. It's, like, coming down, coming down a little bit. Finally gets it. Brings it out, uh, luckily. And uh, no police intervention, so that was very good. That's good. Um, but as soon as he gets out of the water, he gets out of the waders. We start filming again, like, 20 feet from where he was dredging around. In the swamp, we saw like a ten foot gator. Oh, dude! <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> oh, you know that thing was. You know that thing knew. Like it might have known something was happening, but like, yeah, I don't know. It was. It was just kind of sunbathing. It wasn't doing anything. See, it wasn't like swimming towards us. It was just already there, like just chilling out in the water. I don't trust when the local says. Oh, you don't have to worry about the gators, dude. Like, what? What are you talking about? You don't have to worry about the gators. They're like the oldest predator. They're like dinosaurs, dude. Yeah, and you're in their, like, domain. Oh, my God. See, that's something we don't have in Maryland. We have a lot of rogue animals, but we don't have a lot of rogue predators, you know? I'm very glad about that. Like, I don't want fucking rants. So, down there, they also had uh, one of the places we went in, uh, I think it was, like, Port St. Lucie or something. We were, like, going around. We saw nothing really. I think we just, like, you know, we're catching bass in this one lake. There are actually, like, two lakes divided by a walking path. And uh, afterwards, after we were fishing out there and we packed up, we are at dinner with the fisher guy at, like, a local bar. And he was like, yeah, like, um, I'm surprised we didn't see much wildlife out there because... Uh, they're bobcats over there. Oh, <laughs> I was <geez>. like, no. <laughs> yeah, dude. There are apparently bobcats in Florida and obviously like panthers. They got panthers. They have, which are jaguars, mm-hmm. uh, which are the strongest bite force of any big cat. Yeah, they're endangered. There's only like 150 of them. Mm-hmm. Which but they're means, still out there. Which means they know how to fucking Which tussle, means they're dude. fucking hungry. Yeah, dude, they're <laughs> hungry, bro. Uh, but we have bobcats in Maryland. 
We bobcats in Maryland? Yeah, we okay. heard one uh, when I was on a scout trip with my dad. Wow. We heard the cat go like... Yeah, and my dad yeah. was like, that's a bobcat. And I was like, who? They're, they're like, you know, I feel like if I had to fight a bobcat, I could. They're just like a, a cat on steroids. You could fuck yeah. up a bobcat if you wanted to. It's just a big ass cat. Like if it came down the... Uh, like if a bob... If, if you stood between a bobcat and your family... Yeah, your family's getting away safe. It. Now you're gonna be fucking like a little clawed up. Yeah, but that bobcat, he probably wouldn't even fuck with you, dude. I don't think a bobcat would try to even tussle with you, dude. It might. I don't know. See, that's the they be- definitely go after animals and shit, like pets and shit. Yeah, but the beautiful thing about animals is, um, they don't really fuck. Like they have a pretty solid gauge of what they can handle and what they can't handle. Yeah, and uh, they really, they're not. They don't have hospitals. You know, so like <laughs> bobcats don't like go out and like, I think I'm going to fucking fight this human real quick, dude. And like break a collar. It's like, do you break a collarbone? You're out. Yeah, you're, you're done. done. Something else is getting you. Yeah. So like they they pretty much only attack if they know it's surefire. So if you're like a bitch walking around the woods, <laughs> you know, bobcat might size you up and be like, I can Might get me. Yeah, dude. But if you walk around with your shoulders back, head held high. Yeah. I don't even think a bear. A, I don't even think most bears really want to want, want the smoke. Yeah. You know, like bears, you know, and bears would fuck you up. I think no question. I don't even know. I don't even think I'd get like one good hit in on a bear. No, of course not. Not even one hit. Or if you got a hit, it would be like they would just brush it off. Like yeah. they wouldn't even feel that shit. Yeah, I don't even think they feel. You have to use like special. Unless you got a fucking nut tap in or something. Nah, that might be the move. <laughs> that might be the move. <laughs> you fucking kick a bear and it's nuts and run. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine a bear hunched over. Like, oh! <laughs> Got him! <laughs> yeah. You'd either get away 100% of the time or maybe 99% of the time, but the 1% where he just like is overcome with anger. <laughs> <laughs> Having its nuts brutalized like mm-hmm. that, and then it goes a hundred times harder on you. See, that's something that that you can get away with with mammals because mammals have emotions and like feelings and thoughts. Mm-hmm. Reptiles, they say, like reptile brain, like that's like the lowest form of like our anatomy is like our reptile brain, like our spinal column. Mm-hmm. And then you know, birds and mammals evolved to be more intelligent, but reptiles really like, dude, you could poke. A Komodo dragon in the eye, dude. He doesn't. He doesn't care. He'll just lick it. Yeah, dude. Like, mm. <laughs> dude, I like I that the last thing I'd ever want to fuck. Bill Burr ha- talks about that where he's like he talks about how like it's so weird when you watch a crocodile catch something because there's no emotion in their face. No. Like they just like grab a zebra and then do that fucking twist thing yeah. and like rip the zebra's body in half and their face is just like never changes. Like or they don't crocodile even, roll. They're killing machines, dude. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. And they just look wild. Like they look prehistoric. Well, they are. I know, but it's just, I'm just saying. Yeah, but they look like it, yeah. dude. There's a lot of things that are prehistoric that don't look prehistoric, like a walnut. Mm-hmm. I look at this and like this looks this looks, looks modern. This looks modern. Is this new, dude? <laughs> when do these come out? <laughs> <laughs> Reptile like crocodiles look like I mean they kind of, I don't know, I always get crocodiles and gators confused, but gators are the ones that are in 
I think they're the ones down here, and then crocodiles are in, like, Africa and shit. And they're the cooler-looking ones. Because crocodiles, I always thought, were the cooler-looking ones until somebody was like, no, dude, Google You're a crocodile. You're thinking of gators. <laughs> I'm thinking of gators. Gators look cool. Yeah, gators, gators have that American cool. swag, dude. Yeah. They, like, they look stylish. They're sleek. Their noses they have, like, are more... chiseled jaws. They're fucking... <laughs> they're sick. Yeah, crocodiles, they're, like, te- they have, like, one tooth over here, another tooth over here. It's like, dude, what mm-hmm. are you doing, bro? Yeah, you're doing too much. Dude, you're not a even... fucking dentist, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're not doing <laughs> enough bro yeah england has too much influence on you <laughs> <laughs> wow dude that that's uh that's that's fucking insane dude yeah the joey almost got got by a gator he yeah. didn't almost get got i mean like that's pretty know, close it is kind of like a timing thing like you don't know how close he got to getting got. yeah true i mean that gator could have been in the water like it was murky that gator could have been like right here could have come up to him and like sniffed him out yeah you never and know. then was just like dude this guy I really just want the camera and <laughs> I want that drone. <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, I think yeah, water in general. You know, I will say because um, I also went to Florida, mm-hmm. except I went to Miami on on zero business, Miami. no business, Miami. Uh, you had business. Yeah, I had One business. One shirt, please. One shirt. I bought a bathing suit and a shirt. I forgot my pants on the way to Miami, dude. <laughs> what? Like forgot. you went to the airport, no pants. I mean, no, I had I had shorts, but like, <laughs> okay. but like I was packing, and like you what know, did you I need pants for. You know, I thought maybe we'd go out to a club or something one night, and like I'm not going to show up to a club in shorts. Like I don't know what the rules are in Florida. I mean, it turns out there aren't any, but like no I didn't rules. I didn't know what the rules were, dude. I was like, I'm going to Miami, dude. I've only ever heard about this in rap music. Like yeah. I feel like I can't just show up in like chubby's shorts you know i gotta wear like my fucking vintage signature black pants and you know anytime you travel with a girl well i don't want to make it a a gender thing i think it's certain people just get very stressed out about airports which i do too Mm -hmm. except the difference between me and 99.9 percent of other people is no matter how stressed i get about being on time for something it does not change the fact that i will still not be on time (laughs) whereas other people yeah no i'll just get more stressed as i'm later and later (laughs) exactly exactly my stress goes up and at no point does my mind ever go wait a second maybe there's a way to rectify this maybe you should leave earlier no <laughs> never absolutely not i plan for the best case scenario minus five minutes <laughs> as in i have to do five minutes better than the best case scenario to make my flight and uh, 10 minutes late <laughs> yeah and so we're do like you, going, are you always the guy that has his name called like demetrius Teleski waiting for you at you know lane six yeah Dude, when I flew oh, to Mexico, yeah. I got to the airport. With, I got to the front of the airport with 15 minutes until takeoff. Oh my god! I was there so late that like I had like my guitar that clearly would have needed to be checked, and the person was just like, "Just throw it on the fucking plane, dude. You're gonna miss this flight." <laughs> and I'm like sprinting through the airport on, on with in flip flops, and like they're like, "Señor Toleski," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's me!" <laughs> I flop on the plane, but like. I don't understand. Why'd you bring your guitar to Mexico? I always, I bring my guitar most places I go, dude, because I get bored. It's like a, it's like a Game Boy to me. Okay. Like, what okay. am I gonna do? You know? They, they gotta move. make like fold-out guitars or something. They do. They, they need. Do a, they need a travel guitar? I think Ed Sheeran uses a travel guitar. Okay. Either that or just a very small guitar or a ukulele. I think a ukulele is a travel guitar. He just has a his size guitar. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so we're like we're like going down the airport and Liv calls and she's like. This is ridiculous. We're going to be late. Because I had to drive down to Canton to meet her. Mm-hmm. And then her friend was going to drive us down to Dulles. Not BWI. Yeah, Dulles. Dulles. That's so far. Mm-hmm. God damn. So our flight is um 
takes off at 625. And I'm leaving my apartment at 3.30, which turned out to be perfectly on time. But it was an hour, 30-minute drive to Dulles. And I was like, all right, so I'll be at Canton in exactly 20 minutes, which I did. I fucking nailed it. I got to her house in exactly 20 minutes. It was awesome. And then uh, she was like, well, we're going to be late, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, we'll get there at uh, 6.10. When was the flight? 6.25. We'll get it at the airport at 6.10. Oh, my God. Turns out. I added an hour onto my own math. We got there at 510, dude. Oh, perfect. I was like, why were we so stressed out? And I was like, why didn't you tell me my, my math was wrong? She was like, I just wanted you to hurry up. I was like, dude, my heart was beating out. Dude, I was going, honestly, good for her. That was smart of her. That was a smart ass plan from her. <laughs> but I was like going 90 yeah, she down. She knows that. you, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was going like 90 down 95. I was like, I could have gotten myself killed, you know, like just because I suck at math. <laughs> Not because he suck at driving. Yeah, not because I'm fucking mad. Terrible planning. <laughs> and so, like, I throw my, I forget my bathing suit and my sunglasses and my pants, mm. which are like when you're going to it's a beach essential. area, it's like bathing suit, sunglasses, pants. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, you need all three. Of them. <laughs> like, it's not like I forgot. Like, <laughs> so wait, did you just take down underwear, socks, and shirts? I took down uh, two pairs of shorts. Like, don't get me wrong, dude. I had like leg wear, you know, I had leg wear, but not pants. I wanted pants, dude. But what about like shirts and underwear and socks? Did you not take those down? I took I took two shirts down. <laughs> I took two shirts and I bought one. <laughs> and you just reused the socks and underwear the whole trip? <laughs> yeah. I'm only down there for two days, dude. Okay, 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 okay. Like I, I did I, I was I, imagining the trip I just took, just taking like a backpack full of yeah. Not even full outfits. Yeah, I wasn't wading through the swamps every day and yeah, be like, oh, yeah. you wear it tomorrow to the club. Yeah, My fucking yeah. swamp pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always I'm always a big proponent of like they have stores in Miami, dude. Yeah, that's true. You go down there, I I we found a pair of sunglasses on the beach that were exactly my sunglasses. Damn. And uh Good but they shit. were Jessica Simpson models. Ooh. So I have those in my car. Maybe got an upgrade. I know. I got Jessica <laughs> Simpsons now, dude. Uh Miami good city Her personal dude. pair pretty much and we yeah, exactly <laughs> we went down there and uh we stayed in south beach which is like um it's nice and uh they you know we take for granted we truly well first of all she's from jersey so she is just bewildered at the fact that you don't have to pay to be on the beach i mean oh, that yeah, alone yeah. which is mind-boggling to me yeah. That the state of New Jersey has normalized making people pay to be on a beach. Mm -hmm. That's ludicrous to me. I've never been to a... Oh, actually, I guess if it's like a park, if it's like a national park or whatever, like Chincoteague makes you pay. Yeah. And then there's also some like parking lots in Ocean City and Fenwick where they make you pay to park there. But oh, I yeah, feel like yeah. that's not Parking lots, you're always going to have to pay. Paying to go to the beach. We take for granted a lot of... um. The more places I travel, the more I realize that uh, people in this city walked so we could run in a lot of ways. And what I mean by that is there's not a lot of cities that I could do what I do for a living, which is play at bars for a living. Because mm -hmm. if you go to a city like Nashville, New York, L.A., Key West, stuff like that, like those guys play for tips. Yeah. You know, so every night they show up some places in Nashville and stuff like that in New Orleans, you have to pay the bar to play. Yeah. And then hope. And you don't like guarantee. Uh, yeah. Yeah nothing so like in baltimore the economy for music is like oh you get paid like you could make a living doing it and in yeah. other cities you can't another thing we take for granted dude our beaches no seaweed dude 
Yeah. No, no seaweed. fucking seaweed. And I, I don't, I don't think there's ever an age that I will get to where I'm not going to be scared of seaweed, dude. <laughs> I don't like it. You're scared of it? Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen up. I was thinking about how um, everything changes from water to land in terms of our mindset. For instance, perfect example of this. We were digging for sand. We went to Key Biscayne, which is not part of the Florida Keys, which wowed me. I was like, well, it's a key. It's in Florida, mm. but it's not a Florida Key. Okay, got it. It's like right outside of Miami. I mean, I think, I think it might even be technically part of Miami. I don't fucking know the geography of it. But I think it's in Dade County at the very least. Okay. And uh, we go there. It's just over a bridge. You go there, and there's a national park. costs $8 per car to get in. So we did that, um, which is standard. And then we go... Ooh, what rental you get? Ooh, we got a um, Volvo. I'll get to the rental thing in a second. Ooh. I'll get to the rental thing in a second. <laughs> but... Um, Teeing it up. Yeah. We went in... Uh, we're in the beach in Key Biscayne, which is like much more low-key. And... We're in there, and we're like right where the water meets the land, where like if it washes up, it comes to you, but if it's not, it's dry. And we're digging for like sand crabs because we mm-hmm. think we see some sand crabs around. And we're digging. And I remember thinking, I was like, you know what? I know it's gross there. I think they're called sand fleas. Yeah. yeah. But I always call them sand crabs. Yeah. Cra- because crabs, and that's what I think is really what I'm getting at is that I remember saying to Liv, I was like, you know what's weird is. I would never on dry land take my hand and stick it into a bunch of dirt and keep digging and try to feel around to see if I can catch some type of bug. Yeah, like and find just, worms or yeah, something. Yeah, and like find beetles. like a, a beetle or like a cockroach or some type of centipede or something yeah. and be like, I got something. <laughs> but all of a sudden you introduce one centimeter of water to the equation and yeah. I'm fucking Steve Irwin, dude. I'm fucking <laughs> down there all of a sudden. And like, same but thing. But you was, know they can't like hurt you really too. I guess, but there's definitely things that live under the sand that can hurt you, right? Um, I mean, depends on where you are, but you're just gonna find like clams and fucking sand fleas. Mm. Carry that same thought process over to grass and seaweed. I would never be walking through on a sidewalk and like hit a piece of grass and be like, (laughs) (laughs) but But had water, had water. (laughs) I'm like, oh, gross. (laughs) I know, I'm already wet, but that's wet. Gross, dude. It's like as wet as me. <laughs> like I'll see her on the other side of it, and I'm like, I'm going around. I'm going around the seaweed. Like, I feel like it's different for because Miami isn't it like super clear water? Like, can't you like see through that shit? Uh, yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah, I feel like the thing. I feel like I'd be more freaked out of seaweed if I couldn't see it. Yeah, if well, I can that, see the seaweed. I'm fine. That's what the Chesapeake Bay is like, dude. You know, when, yeah, the when, Chesapeake Bay is a little creepy yeah but also you know the worst thing that's gonna happen is your foot's gonna get bit by a crab yeah and you can kind of prevent that you feel it before it happens yeah which never i've never gotten bit by a crab my family was reeling a boat and we had a little fishing boat when we were younger we go out to hart miller island hart miller island and go like just anchor out and fucking swim around and like not really enjoyable i mean i never really <laughs> i never really recall any phenomenal childhood memories i think boating is definitely one of those ever ever <laughs> i can't think of anything that involved boating like I, I i never really had like uh you know i think boating is something that you kind of have to be an adult to enjoy. You, you have to be drinking i think mm. or like you have to have the option of drinking or like you have to be driving the boat mm. but like if you're just a kid you can't drink 
you're eating like a sandwich that your mom made before you left. And you're like, this is, what are we doing here? Now I'm going to jump in the waters and be a bunch of seaweed. It's fucking like gross. So I never got over. I never, I never learned to, to be okay with seaweed. And when I got to Miami, I was like, what are you guys doing, dude? You guys got to have more money than fucking Ocean City. Mm-hmm. Dredge this shit, son. <laughs> what are you doing? You know? But the water, I, I tell you one thing I do like about being down there. I like when the water is like, like warm. Warm, yeah. Like we went to Cocoa Beach one day and dipped our toes in the ocean. It was warm as fuck. It felt really fucking good. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like this is what water should feel like. Yeah. You know, you get in there and like when you get in Ocean City, you're like, <sighs> and then you gotta yeah. like walk in and then it hits your balls. And you're like, oh, okay, that's one down. And then and yeah. then you wade more and then all of a sudden a wave hits your nipples. And you're like, ah. Dude, that's, it's uh, so when we went up to the St. Lawrence and we were swimming in there, dude, it's it's so far up north, so it's so cold. It was like Saint probably Lawrence, like Florida. No, or? in uh, when I went up to New York with Liz, oh, like Jesus. A, a month or so ago. But like, no, thank you, dude. <laughs> I think it said the water was like low sixties, but like, I don't know. You go in there and you're just like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. like hits your asshole you like feel it literally like, creep up to your asshole you're like oh <laughs> no <laughs> yeah dude and i don't think it necessarily has to do with um because greece's water is freezing mm. i don't understand it greece's climate is just like yeah how is it cold arid it's crazy i think it's the okay so miami's water is also very they're having salty. a heat wave now too yeah, probably. They don't fucking care. But fucking, there's a heat wave in Florida when I was down. Oh, there. I thought you were talking about Greece. No, Greece too. Oh, they are? Yeah. I'll tell you what, they're not having a wave of winners in the Olympics, dude. <laughs> fucking blowing it. Are you uh, paying attention to that? I have not at all. I, uh, okay, so. I watched a little bit of it, like in hotels or whatever, but it was always bullshit events. Yeah, I, I will say the thing that pisses me off about the Olympics in general is um it's so swimming oriented mm-hmm. and this is no this is no shade to swimming but i There's don't more entertaining shit swimming's not like an entertaining sport i don't think it's fair uh that swimmers and track stars are considered to be the greatest olympians of all time based off of medal counts <laughs> and the reason for that is because if you're a swimmer there's no other sport where you can go and win like eight medals in one Olympic cycle. Mm-hmm. Swimming is literally like you don't need you don't need a separate event for every possible way of swimming and every possible distance you could swim. Mm-hmm. You don't need that, dude. Like you don't need like I think it should be like an all around thing at best. Like okay, dude, everybody's gonna do the backstroke, butterfly, freestyle. And uh, whatever, fucking is that? Is that the three? I guess. Do you think doggy it, paddle? You're saying it should be like a time trial type thing. I don't of like a race. I just don't think that. Uh, I think it should be. I think it should be a race for sure because that makes it fun. I don't just want to see one person jump in the pool and try to be fast, and then the next person jump. That'd be stupid. That's. I thought you were saying that. I just don't want to see, like, a wrestler go to the Olympics, have to beat out every single person in his country at his weight and then go to the Olympics have to beat every single person in the world wrestle like 10 matches against the best in the country at his weight class in every country and do all that for the course of two weeks and get one medal 
And then swimmers go there and like, well, when I swim this way, I get a gold. When I swim that way, I get a gold. When I swim upside down, I get a gold. It's like, all right, dude, you get one fucking gold. Yeah, yeah. One gold. Make it count. And like, you know, like, okay, fine. Whatever. Swimming appeals to people. But... Which I don't really understand. I mean, is it all still riding off with like Michael Phelps shit? I think Michael Phelps definitely made it more popular but i think he kind of made it like an american thing just by being you know getting so so many medals yeah because i from towson in baltimore yeah so like you know for us but then i you know i don't really recall what it was like before 2004 that was the first year he went so like i also heard he was a bitch too so (laughs) i heard i heard that he was a bitch too but i think i i don't think he's a bitch too i think that whenever you get to a certain level of fame everyone in your hometown is going to think you're a bitch true i think that's just part of being known yeah because like if we ever got famous i feel like a lot of people would be like oh yeah they're fucking they're bitches dude i mean we are so yeah they'd be right (laughs) they'd be right (laughs) (laughs) but i just i just feel like you know it's just one of those things where people like saying it's more fun to say oh yeah i heard he's an asshole than to say oh yeah i heard he's actually a really cool guy How many people would say that? I, I think about that sometimes. Like, how many people, when they're asked me, would go like, oh, yeah, he's a fucking really cool guy. Whereas some people are like, oh, what a douche. Well, I mean, I feel like I would get a cool guy. You'd get cool guy. You'd yeah. get cool guy. You'd get more it's hard positive. for you to imagine that. <laughs> I can imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> you'd get cool guy. you get more cool guys. I, I got one. I'd probably get a couple douches, though. You know, but... So I was actually... Um, I was playing this gig, and then um, Liv was hanging out with this girl, and then the girl was like... Oh yeah, I told my friend that I was going to see um, this guy play music, and then my friend was like, uh, "Who is it? That douchebag Jimmy Selesky?" <laughs> Pretty much. Damn. She literally was like, "She literally was like, oh who?" And she was like, "I don't know his name, but he's in this band called Sophomore." And she was like, "Oh Jimmy Selesky." Which there, I was like, "That's dope. That's dope. That's dope." But then she was like, "I hear he's like a real dick to girls." What? I was like, "What? Am I? I don't think so." I don't think that, um, I think she just knew somebody that I had like hooked up with in the past, mm. which, okay, if your barometer for being a dick to a girl is that I hooked up with a girl, then technically she was a dick to me too. Mm. I mean, how does this work? I don't know. I don't remember doing anything dickish. Yeah. I don't even know who it was. Was it the girl that like you kissed twice, but then didn't bang her? <laughs> Could have been that. I mean, there's plenty of those. Because <laughs> then how are you a dick, too? Because it's like, yeah, I guess we like hung out once, but I didn't like bang him. bang you and just dip. Yeah, exactly. I made out with you and, and, and dip. ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse, dude. Hit you with a make out ghost, dude. I don't know, dude. I, I, uh, I don't think it had anything to do with like my conduct as a social person. I think it was just... I think it was just typical girl shit. Like, I know a girl who he hooked up with, and therefore he is a dick. Yeah. Which I hate that mentality. I heard... I don't even know that was a mentality. Oh, it's a mentality, dude. Girls have this, like... I don't know what it is about girls, and I know I'm going to get deeper into the hole because I was going to say that (laughs) I got another critique this week. A bunch of girls over the course of the year, like any girl that's ever listened to the podcast, will always be like, you guys don't have like enough women on. 
And I'm like, I don't know. Like, we really haven't had that many guests, period, for the past couple years. But I remember we did do a count that one. Remember that one time we were really high after a podcast like two years ago? And we wrote down every female guest we had. And we surprised, we had more than we thought we did. Yeah, we did. We had like a decent amount of women. It's not like, and like plenty of the. But also, like, at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't have that many, like, friends that are girls that would be good on a podcast. Yeah. It's not like we're avoiding them. It's like, you know. But so when I, I go mean, we in, could also get more like girl comics on, I guess. But I don't know. Sure, we could. We also could just start getting more guests on too. I guess. Yeah, yeah. we could also. But I just, like just not planning and. I know not planning is <laughs> the best. Dude. Up. You think we plan this? Doing a solo cast, baby. <laughs> exactly, dude. No girls. No girls. That's my favorite thing about solo cats. No <laughs> girls. <laughs> my favorite part is no guests. <laughs> but uh, I, I think. Um, I overheard this girl when I was playing at uh, one of the places I play, and she was talking to this other dude, and she was like, the dude was like, oh, yeah, I'm cool with my ex, and she's like, I fucking hate all my exes, and she's, of course, like a 22, 23-year-old bartender chick, Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking in my mind, I was like, that is such a, now that I'm older, that's such a red flag to Mm -hmm. me. Well, that's also just like, okay, so you've just you've been broken up with by all those people yeah that or that you have a terrible judge of who you should be dating yeah like if everyone you've ever been romantically involved with you hate afterwards maybe it's a you thing you know yeah or maybe they do all suck but maybe like who's the one picking them yeah (laughs) you have a bad judge of character like if there's one thing i pride myself on as an adult man is that if as gaydar? <laughs> as far as I know, not according to this other person, but as far as I know, <laughs> I'm on great terms with not great terms, but I'm on like good terms with I would say 95% of the people that I've had romantic uh altercations with. <laughs> altercations <laughs> makes it sound bad. <laughs> Romantic altercations. <laughs> Romantic predicaments. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, so like, now I, I'm now learning that maybe that is not the case, that maybe there is some harbored resentment for which I wouldn't understand why. But regardless, I'm totally fine with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I have not, I've never blocked a girl ever. Mm-hmm. I think one girl. That's because she like stalked me and I talked about that. What am I supposed to do in that situation? You know? That was scary for me. Yeah. You know? Legitimately. No, I bet it was that girl. I don't think so. I don't think they... I think it was... This girl that said it was... Uh, she went to our high school, so it has to be a closer-to-home type of circuit. Mm. And if there's any circle of people I don't have the greatest reputation with, it's... People we went people to high school, we went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. But there's a lot of things like... Um, Going back to Florida and Miami, I was going to text you um, after we did the podcast, our last podcast with Outside Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I made that day, and the only reason I'm saying this is because it's relevant. I realized at the end of the day, I played a gig where it was a $200 gig, $5 in tips, $5 in tips, real fucking barn burner. I almost really killed it. And then uh, $200 for that studio session that night. So I made $405. I remember driving home and entering that on my phone because I enter in how much I make every time, like every day. Mm -hmm. Keep a log over for taxes. And I was like, Mr. 405, 
And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to Miami tomorrow. And today yeah. I made 405. I was going to text you that. That's a sign. And then I and I was like, I, no, I'll just wait till next time we do the podcast, which I didn't know was going to be two weeks from now. Oh, wait, but. isn't it Mr. 305? Is it? I think so, dude. You made too much money. <laughs> I made too much money, dude. Pitbull's <laughs> pissed. I got to donate $100 to the Pitbull Foundation. <laughs> I don't think it's Mr. 305, is it? It's 305. I think it's Mr. 405. Oh, no, the 405 is a highway in L.A. I should have gone to Los Angeles. <laughs> you should have gone to L.A. <laughs> Maybe Pitbull's in L.A. Maybe that's why you're thinking It could have been, it. dude. I don't know. But uh, regardless, okay, well, that just fucking burst my balloon. Yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> now I just sound like a douche talking about how much money I make. <laughs> it's really an excuse to tell you that on one day ever, I made a lot of money. <laughs> one day. I like, uh, I like having the... Uh... Just the Venmo account, a little flush, just sitting there. I like just having it there, you know? Like just having it like locked, loaded up, you know? Yeah, just like, okay, if I ever need money, I got some right here. It's like finding money in your coat pocket after yeah. a long summer. It's like when you come back, you haven't, you know, like, it's kind of like they have that meme where they're like, um, it's kind of depressing because it's true, but like, who knows? But like, there there was a day in your childhood where you and your friends all went outside and played for the last time and said goodbye and never knew when you walked away that that would be the last time you guys ever played outside together. So it's kind of sad, you know what I mean? Pussy, dude. <laughs> Pussy, dude. You're a bitch, dude. I'm still playing outside with my friends, dude. But like, I think about that. I'm like, damn, yeah, I remember always doing that. And I guess there was one day, kind of like the more depressing thing, which is uh, there was one day that you looked the best you ever looked in your life. And I always wonder, has that happened already? Or is that still on the horizon? Who knows? You know, man. but there was one day where you looked the best you ever did. Yeah, for sure. And I wonder what day that was. I wonder if it's happened You'll already. You'll never know. You'll never know. But there are always like when you when you zero out like that, you're like, okay, well, yeah, that's kind of true. But like, you know, there is one day every winter where you put on your your winter coat for the last time of the season, and then you never do again until next winter. Uh yeah, there's a last day you played with your friends in the neighborhood and then never saw them again. Yeah. And the then you after a long summer, you come back, you find like a $20 bill in your pocket, and you're like, oh, shit, that's money I didn't know I had. That's what Venmo is like to me. It's yeah. like you log up your phone, you're like, I was looking at my bank accounts all day feeling like a bitch, but now it turns out I got $138 in Venmo, son. <laughs> what do you want? If only I could get this to my bank account. <laughs> if only. <laughs> But I did also hear, you know, there's more folklore, urban legends, but that uh, apparently there's nothing that like insures Venmo and there's no like, not really like a good line of communication with customer service, which I can totally imagine because try to get anything done on Instagram, customer service is not a thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently like there's like a glitch and they just lose your money. There's really no way of getting it back. Damn. So I've heard that it's not really a good idea to keep too, too much money in there. I like keeping just enough money so that like my regular stuff that I'll Venmo shit for, like beers at this place or like yeah, yeah. paying Joe for a gig. Like I keep like a couple hundred bucks in there just so I don't have to dip into my bank account. Yeah. But once I get like when you guys were all Venmoing for the hotel, I got up to like three thousand dollars in my Venmo account. Oh I was like, God. okay, I need to get, yeah, I can't get some be, of that out of there. And then the other thing that also I did... Also, take some of it out to fucking repay your fucking card or whatever. Oh, yeah. I had to do that, definitely. I waited till... Uh, I, I waited till the last day, but I did it. Paid off my card. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know about Venmo. I, I, I believe that could be true. I just also, I, I put a security code on it too because I heard, you know, yeah. people can just like, they'll be like, oh yeah. They'll be like, I heard this one girl, this story that this one girl was like, oh yeah, I'll put my number in your phone. And then the guy gives her, they're at a bar, he just meets her. She gets his phone and then What's instead her? of Venmo and just Venmo herself. Damn. And like, you can't do anything about that. And if you Venmo somebody accidentally, you can't contest it. I think Lucas accidentally paid the wrong person like a hundred bucks. Um, because the guy the next day he was like some guy over the internet was like, Yeah, Venmo me this. And he was like, I never got it. He's like, I just did it yesterday. And he was like, that's not me. Damn. And then every day, I think it was like five hundred bucks actually. That might have just been a scam though. Yeah, but he kept on hitting up that guy, the guy that he accidentally Venmoed, and the guy would like read his messages and just never respond. There's <laughs> so nothing yeah. you can do. He just yeah, has your five hundred bucks. He's just like soccer, snooze or lose, you know. I like having money in my Venmo because I have a Venmo card. So whenever I'm buying like bullshit, I'm like, okay, I'll just use a Venmo because that's just fake money anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm amazed. At, and also um, I like using it when I travel because usually for my like debit card, I have to be like, yo, I'm not in Maryland. Just don't fucking freeze my card. They froze my card in Miami. Speaking of that. Damn. They, uh, I went down there it's and um, well, I, I can't really blame them because like between the, you know, buying the tickets to Miami Buying the hotel or getting the hotel in Miami, then getting the hotel in Ocean City, yeah. then going down to Miami and spending hundreds of dollars a day, yeah, as yeah. you do in Miami. My credit card company's like, "What are you doing, dude? Yeah, like, what are <laughs> like, you fucking? Doing? You are out of your mind. Like, what? If this is you, <laughs> and so they just froze it. And then what pissed me off is like they left me a message and they're like, "Yeah, call this number." And then you call it and they're like, "Oh, business hours are closed." And I'm like, you know, if you're gonna freeze my card. There should be a way that at any time of day, I should be able to contact you and be like, hey, can you let me use my card? Like, luckily, I had another card and I brought yeah, cash down. But like, what if I'm like at a restaurant and I have a $200 bill and I'm like, uh, this is the only card I brought down here. It's not working. And then I try to call it the bank and they're closed. It's like, okay, you guys just froze my card for security purposes, but you didn't need to freeze it. Like, why can't you just send me a text and be like, hey, was this you? And I'll be like, yeah. Does these transactions sound right? Boom. Yeah. Okay. Card reactivated. Nope. I got to call somebody. I got to wait on hold. Yeah. I got to wait on hold to reactivate my own fucking card. That happened to me when I was at Micro Center. Uh, Cause like for my debit, you can't like charge over like a thousand bucks or something unless you have like a, pre a note from your parents. <laughs> Pretty much. Like <laughs> you call the bank to be like, hey, just so you know, like let me charge more than a thousand so I can buy this shit. Mm hmm. Um, so I was in checkout at Micro Center. I think I talked about this in the podcast before, but like quick rundown, fucking I had like the entire computer set up like in parts in a shopping cart and like I tried to check out, didn't go through. And I was like, fuck, I literally just called my bank. Like, so I put my shit to the side. This old woman comes up buying a printer, forgets to get the ink, but then is like talking like, oh, is this the best one to get? Should I get a different one? They do like a whole rundown for like 30 minutes. All the while, I called my bank within like two and was like, hey, you forgot to switch it on. Like, let me charge more than a thousand bucks. And they're like, okay, done. Mm. But then I had to wait another 30 minutes and I was like, I hope it didn't fucking <laughs> go back. Oh, if I have to charge the shit again and I get fucked again, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Yeah, um, they're going to start being like, dude, you don't have this money, bro. But it worked. It worked. Yeah, that was wild. I mean, it worked out. Luckily, like I said, I brought down cash. I don't want to bring a bunch of cash down to the hotel. You know, Miami, yeah. look. Miami, at the end of the day... Any place you've never been feels sketchy. So, as, in terms of the whole rental car situation, I'll give you the whole rundown. So, like, 
I told you about how, like, you know, we're at the bars. Jesse, Alex's coworker, comes out. He's oh, drinking. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So he's out. He comes out to the horse drinking with me and, and like, chilling for the whole gig pretty much. And then he gets all fucked up and he's like, dude, I'm going to get you a rental car. Cause you're you're going cause I landed I went from Dulles to Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale is only like you definitely need a car in Florida. Yeah, I didn't know that, and I'm so glad he did that because after the fact, after I went there, I was like, yeah, this would have been a fucking bitch to just Uber everywhere, Uber everywhere, you know. Because yeah. the thing with the thing with especially rent- if you like went to different beaches or different towns. Like, yeah, the yeah. problem with Ubers is if you're a planner, it's not so bad because mm-hmm. you go, okay, this is where I want to go, and you Uber there. I'm not a planner. I'm a yeah. Let's get in the, the car. And drive around, and then if we get a hunch while we're just driving around to go somewhere, we'll go there. You can't do that with an Uber. You can be like, yo, can you just like drive around? (laughs) Then if I see something that piques my interest, we'll stop and I'll pay you. Like, you can't do that. (laughs) I wish you could do that. You can't do that. There's no service for that. There should be a service for that. There's not. Um, So the car was was crucial. But uh, Jesse's like, dude, I'm going to get you a rental car. This woman that I knew died, and her last dying wish or something was like, you know, do something nice for somebody else. And I was like, sweet. I mean, not sweet, but like that's really but nice. You're using you. it on me, hell yeah. Yeah, I was like surprised, and he was doing that because you know I'm going to Fort Lauderdale, which is where he's from. So he's like, I want you to cruise around my hometown in style, and like I want you to get the full experience. So I was like, that's awesome of you. And Fort Lauderdale is only like a half an hour outside of Miami. It's like what Bel Air is to Baltimore. It's yeah. like it's there, you know, mm-hmm. which is amazing. They have two separate airports. It's like, do you? This is a this is a twenty minute drive. <laughs> you got two airports, two big international airports. So you flew into Fort Lauderdale, not yeah, flew, Miami? Flew into Fort Lauderdale, got there. Turned out that you know the person who's driving the car has to be the person whose credit card is on file. So I had to call Jesse up. And this is what was awkward mm-hmm. because it's like it's one thing when somebody does something nice for you in the moment. Yeah. But then I had to basically call him up and be like, yo, so the problem is, is that I have to charge this on my card. And I didn't want to say it and be like, <laughs> uh... So can you Venmo me that amount? Because at this point, it's like a week later. Yeah, we're not yeah. at the bars drinking anymore. And he's probably already sitting there having like buyers and worse with like, damn, I just dropped 300 bucks for Jimmy to have a rental car because I was drunk. And like now I call him up and be like, yo, so you're going to get the refund of that first 300 in two weeks. <laughs> but in the meantime, can you Venmo me another 300? And like, luckily, he just immediately I didn't even say anything. I was yeah. like, so the problem is he's like, oh, I'll, I'll Venmo you right now. I was like, oh, thank God for saying that. But like, I was totally honestly prepared to just not do it. Like there was extra charges yeah, on there. Just ate in the cost. Probably. Yeah, I would have done it because by the time i got there i was like okay like even my first uber was already stressing me out like if i would have to uber from fort lauderdale or miami i was like i don't want to do that yeah it's like 50 bucks right there you know so like there were some extra charges like insurance and stuff that i just covered i just hit him for the initial cost that he hit at the bar mm-hmm. wound up being like another hundred something bucks i was like whatever dude totally worth it yeah and um we got in fort lauderdale the first night cool town very uh that's a much more of the feel of like the dirty south though like when i went down to fort lauderdale jesse made so much more sense to me i was like dude this is jesse like this is this jesse like this just is him like everybody down here it just makes so much sense to me that was like more felt more florida to me when i got to miami it was more like a city you know what i mean you didn't really get a florida feel very big cuban population That's how orlando felt mm-hmm I think that's probably most cities. Once you get to the like crux of the city, like even kind of with Baltimore, I feel like you don't really get the Baltimore feel until you start getting to the outskirts. Like once you mm-hmm. go to Dundalk and you meet a woman from Dundalk, then you're like, oh, this yeah. is Baltimore. Yeah, but like yeah. when you're in like Station North, it's like, okay, like, okay. Like I don't, I mean, it's like a different thing. Yeah, it's like a subsection. But yeah. It's like, 
But if you want to like generalize Baltimore, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go to the first night, and um, the one thing I will say, Miami, great city to visit. Definitely want to go back there again, hopefully multiple times in my life. Um, not a place I could see myself living, though. And it's not because of the weather. I like the weather. I like the heat, you know. Um, I'm sure it would probably get old. I'm sure I'd probably be it longing for too, snow. It is way too, like, muggy for me. Very muggy, um, oppressive heat. Like, yeah. I was in the car. I was like, I really need to be in the car. Like, I was like, this AC cannot turn on fast enough. Like, I yeah. would just wait outside my car until it got cold because I was like, I can't sit in my fucking car right now. We would go through, like, a liter of water each. Like, oh, yeah. Like, each shoot, and then a Gatorade as a backup. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get them electrolytes back. But I think the thing that bugged me the most was uh the valet thing they that is a valet city dude they don't believe in parking lots you don't park your own shit down there i mean i'm sure you can certain places but like pretty much everywhere you go it's valet and it's cash only so it's like i gotta go there i gotta like it was like four dollars i'm looking at a parking spot right in front of me Mm -hmm. and i'm like Okay, so I pull up and I'm like, yo, can I just park? And they're like, nah, it's valet, it's $4. And I'm like, okay, you guys take car. They're like, nah, cash only. And I'm like, oh, I don't have any cash. Like four or 40? Four. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. But still, I'm just saying, like, I get there and like, we're trying to just hit one last spot back. So, like, we fly, we go to Miami the whole weekend. We spend the first night in Fort Lauderdale, then go to our hotel in Miami that night. And then on the last day, we go, we drive back to Fort Lauderdale to fly out. And before we go, Jesse had told me about some place in Hollywood Beach, which was just like right next to it, mm-hmm. some Greek place. He was like, oh, you should check this Greek place out on the beach. So we're like, okay, we'll hit that place up before we go to the airport. So we do. We drive there. We got like a, an hour to kill because our flight was delayed because we obviously wouldn't have had an hour to kill if our flight wasn't delayed. <laughs> and so we get to the thing, and then uh, the guy's like, it was $4 valet. I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have any cash. He's like, oh, well, um, there's an ATM like over there, and he points like a block down the road. And so I'm like, okay, so now in my mind, I'm thinking like, so now I got to drive a block down the road to get $4 in cash to drive back here to hand you so that you can get in my car and park it right there. And in my mind, that just doesn't add up to me. Yeah, that's insane. So I'm like, I'm not doing this. So I was like, all right, man, well, we kinda, we're kind of kind of in a rush anyway, so never mind. But like in my mind, I'm like, this is kind of annoying. <laughs> the valet <laughs> thing. You're like, can I just park right here to go walk down, get it, and then... <laughs> it wound up and then like the valley at our hotel you know of course the nickel and dime shit you get to the hotel and then i'm like okay cool so we sign in i already dude the hotel was already like 800 something dollars for the weekend mm-hmm. or maybe more it was maybe like 900 dollars. that's crazy and then but it's like two people for three nights in my like nice hotel at least it was an okay hotel it was definitely there was definitely way more expensive ones we got like the cheapest one but not the cheapest one i wanted a pool yeah you know we went to the pool for like one hour the whole yeah, weekend yeah but um, we get there, and like they're, of course, like, okay, so I just need you to sign for this. So this is for uh, parking for three days. That's going to be 90 bucks. Uh, this is for uh, your resort fee for access to the pool. And I was like... Resort? Yeah, it was like a wristband that lets you in the pool. <laughs> I was like, dude, I thought that came with the hotel. I thought that's what, so now I got to pay... So now I, I wound up paying another extra $170 upon arrival for extra shit. And I was just like... and. It, they, what am I going to do, dude? Yeah, you can't say no. I can't say no. And yeah. then and then we get up to the room, and he calls me up, and he, he calls me up on the hotel phone. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, bro, it's 2 in the morning. We've been out drinking all night. Mm-hmm. 2 in the morning. I'm in bed, ready to fucking 
crash. I get a hotel phone call <laughs> on my hotel phone. I'm like, is this legal? Yeah. So I pick up and he's like, oh, dude, your car didn't go through. Uh, can you come back down here and do it? And in my mind, I was just thinking like, you know what? No, <laughs> no. What if I just didn't? What if I just said, yeah, sure. Which I did. I said, yeah, sure. And then I just was like, I'm not fucking going down there. I'll deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to go to fucking bed here. I'm paying to fucking stay at your hotel. You fucked up. And now you're calling well, me. Technically, you're not paying. I paid $900. I don't need to have my fucking pool access right now, dude. The pool's <laughs> closed. I'll pay you for the pool to fucking tomorrow. And so I'm trying to go to sleep and I'm just sitting there tossing and turning, looking at the ceiling. I'm, like, I'm not fucking going down there. I'm not. <laughs> it's the principle. And then I'm just like pissy in a pissy mood. I'm just like, I, in the middle of the night, like an hour later, I'm just like, and I stand up and I go down there, no shirt to make a statement mm-hmm. to be like, this is what you made me do, dude. Yeah. So I go down there, no shirt, pay it, you know, which didn't wind up being a big statement because it's fucking Miami. I was probably, would have been yeah. the only guy wearing a shirt and went down there. So I made no statement. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a shirt. He wasn't wearing a shirt. <laughs> He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was like just little stuff like that where like, the the economy is so much it's crazy when you go to a different city just how much how different it is and how much more expensive everything is and mm-hmm. like it's definitely one of those places where it's like yeah it's a great place to visit um the culture was cool cubans very interesting i i i love cuban sandwiches they're my favorite and i was sitting um at this place like a havana 1956 restaurant right on the beach in south beach and i'm talking to live and i'm like eating a cuban sandwich and then i got another fucking sandwich that was like another type of cuban sandwich like chicken and gravy i was like hell yeah i feel like fucking castro in this bitch and i'm fucking eating and i'm like you know as i'm fucking mouthful of cuban i'm like you know what's really interesting blah 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 is that you know cubans are very unique in the latino community because they're very 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 conservative politically mm-hmm. um because they come from cuba which was communist mm-hmm. and so like when they were doing like the election and stuff like that, like Miami Dade County was kind of really a toss up because it's like Cubans really vote Republican. And she was like, ah, nah, I never heard that, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's true. I've heard that. And then the next night we go to the bar or we go to this place called Wynwood, which is like their like artsy district, all graffiti. Like it's basically what Station North should be. It's like it's like Station North, but if like not every place was closed and there was foot traffic and like really bustling like bars everywhere and not just like a bar here and then a bar a block that way and so like it was like really cool and we're walking around and then we found this one italian restaurant that was like very out of place like every other you know like artsy places are like artsy towns where it's like you go into a coffee shop and it's like yeah dude it's like the this coffee place it's like the chair is a bike and then like the table is like a chair and it's like (laughs) it's like everything is like weird for no reason like okay cool and then we find this one italian restaurant which is just an Italian restaurant. Yeah, they had just been there since yeah. before all the hipsters moved in. Exactly. So we go there because I'm like, I just want something to eat. I don't want a sandwich that's actually a soup. I just want a fucking something to eat. And so we go in there and our server is this like guy, younger guy. who I, His name was Alfredo, so I thought he was Italian. I'm an Italian restaurant, younger guy, accent, mm-hmm. whatever. Alfredo, Italian. I'm like, yo, are you, uh, uh, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, you're Italian, right? And he's like, no, man, I'm Cuban, man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. And then he starts leaning in and he's like, let me tell you something, man. And he goes off. Dude, he's going off. He's like, you Americans, you think communism and socialism sound nice, man. I'm telling you, my parents come from Cuba on the boat. We hate communism. I say, go Trump, man. And he's going off. <laughs> oh he's God. going off, bro. And I just look at, he, dude, he talked to me for like 30 minutes, bro. He was so <laughs> stoked. 
And then like, oh and, my God. <laughs> and I look at Liv and Liv's just like, and I'm like, yeah, I told you, dude. I told you that's how Cubans roll, bro. That's so funny. It was wild, dude. That's like, uh, that's always funny when just like life works out that way to like prove a point. It was, it was like God was just like, all right, Jimmy, you can have this one, dude. You can prove <laughs> this point and only this point. I don't think I proved another point the whole vacation. <laughs> Plenty of points I was trying to prove. I think I proved one. <laughs> but like, you got one, dude. I got one. She, she kind of, I think if we did like an argument, uh, like, like tally who won more arguments, I think she probably, she probably won that vacation, dude. Because okay. that's how I rate vacations. Who won the <laughs> Who most arguments? <laughs> Who won? I, lost, I took an L in Miami. Damn, bro. You plan on getting into arguments on vacation? I mean, uh, okay. What would your... Okay. What relationship corner, dude? How many arguments would you say is normal to get in a month? Um... I don't know. What's the baseline for an argument? Because I feel like I don't really get in too many arguments with Elizabeth. So anything that results in you guys like being silent for like a minute where you're just like, and then you're just driving or like walking and nobody says anything. And then like you have to like re-get back on good terms. Doesn't have to be like a blowout. Just like a tiff. Like a little tiff. Any type of like, anytime the interaction is a negative interaction. Like your positive to negative interaction ratio is, I guess, what I'm getting at. I plan on at least every time if, like, if I hang out with her for the weekend, mm -hmm. that's gonna happen at least once, no question. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if that's normal. I mean, I feel I like I mean I don't know because we have like different personalities. So yeah, like, that's true. I'd say I we I rarely have that kind of shit. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. I can see I feel like that might be normal for you though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was kind of hoping it was normal for everybody, but I'll take normal for I guess it's normal for I me. Think it's normal for you. <laughs> I don't I guess, really have this. It's normal for my brother. My brother like said that. that that's uh Yeah, but also like, you know, he's, he's your brother. Yeah, my parents did fight a lot. And like <laughs> I think that that's just like it's. I mean, normal maybe that me. normalizes it for you, but also like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes as a kid, you either like, you try to like avoid that anyway, so like, mm -hmm. or like try to like, be like, you know, take the attention away from them fighting to like you doing something dumb or funny or whatever. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. You steered more towards mirroring your parents where I steered more towards like just not even getting in those arguments. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, obviously when I was a kid, I would watch my parents fight and be like, this sucks. I hope this never happens when I'm married or in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then like I'm in a relationship. I'm like, wow, I can totally see why my dad was so mad. <laughs> 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 like it's like crazy. I'm like, all right, I'm being him right now. I need to fucking stop. But like, yeah, I guess that happens with Dom too. You know, I think I think that varies from couple to couple. I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody listening. It's like, yeah, you know, every, once a weekend, once a week, you get a little tiff. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure saying you're fucking screaming. It's not like twenty four seven. Yeah. And also, it's probably never like at the end of the day over something important. Yeah. Oh, it's never over something important. Yeah. I don't think if I only argued over stuff that was important. I think I'd argue less than you. Like, literally, I think I'd be looking at you be like, you argue once every three months, bro? What is wrong with you? That's a toxic relationship, bro. I don't even think it's that. Like, I don't even 
remember any like big arg- argument we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get in the stupidest arguments. I told you about some of the arguments I got into. <laughs> They're just unwarranted. Um, Over the dumbest shit. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> but um, going back, we were talking a little bit about the Olympics before. Um, I was bragging all the past three years. Mm-hmm. Saying that Greece was going to win basketball in the Olympics. Yeah. My logic for that was because Yanis Adetokounmpo, mm-hmm. the Greek freak, was going to play. Was going to play for Greece, and he has two brothers who are like two younger brothers who one is about to go in the NBA, I believe, and the other one is like really good for whatever age he is, like early college. Mm-hmm. But like they're all fucking huge, kind of similar build. I think one's even bigger. And like, so I was like, well, they're just going to play for Greece and we're just going to fucking stun on everybody, dude. <laughs> Clearly not Greek, but they're Greek. Whatever, dude, yeah, we'll take yeah. it. Uh, Greeks don't give a fuck. And, um, and uh, because, and then I come to find Greece didn't even qualify for the Olympics Damn. in basketball, which I was like, how does a country not qualify for the, I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Are they just not a country anymore? <laughs> I just thought that like, if you're a country... You yeah, go you to the Olympics. To That's like part of the thing, right? Yeah, all the, the fuck? five rings, all the continents. Are Greece, there like multiple teams from the same country going in? No, like, no, no. So basically, I guess the, the way it works is mean? the international teams play a bunch of qualifying games. And then I think when you get to the Olympics, it's only like the top. I'm going to make up a number, but it's like the top X countries from qualifiers that actually compete in the Olympics. So let's say 16 or 32 or let's say 32. I can't imagine it's more than 32, um, but probably only 16. But so like over the course of the year leading up to the Olympics, they play a bunch of qualifying games and then wherever you place, kind of like the Olympics is like the playoffs. Yeah. The qualifiers are regular season. Um, Greece didn't qualify because uh, the Bucks went to like the championships. <laughs> and so Greece was trying to qualify without their best player and all they had to do was just get in. And then once they got in, I think we would have won. Because USA basketball this year was trash, dude. Yeah. I saw some I, I saw some stat that said that they had only lost USA basketball has only lost two games from nineteen ninety to two thousand twenty. And then from two thousand twenty to twenty one, they had lost three just in the first like two weeks of the Olympics. Why uh why are they so bad? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't think we meddled. Um, but like Luka Doncic played for Slovenia, which is a country of 2 million people, small-ass country in Europe. They came in fourth. Damn. So like Greece... They could have placed. We could have placed. We probably could have won. I don't even know who won. But like we didn't qualify because Giannis was doing too good in the regular NBA. (laughs) He was probably like waiting to lose so he could go play for his country. Yeah, true. Whatever, dude. Did that final go through already? The NBA final? Uh, yeah, that's over. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about anything, to be honest. The only thing I've really heard about going on the Olympics that everybody's been talking about was the Simone Biles thing. Did you hear about that? Uh, she, like, just dropped out, right? Yeah, but apparently she's back in now. Oh. For the, um, bars. I don't know how it works. There was a big thing. Like, there was so many, like, basically, from my understanding, it's, like, been a big hot topic. And to be honest, I don't really have, like, an opinion on it because who the fuck would I be to have an opinion on it? But, like, just from the the background behind it is, like, you know, she goes in and she's known as, like, the greatest 
gymnasts of all time, rightfully mm-hmm. so. From what I hear, everybody says, like, yeah, she's the greatest of all time. It's like, dude, nobody follows gymnastics. You just heard somebody else say she's the greatest, and yeah. they're probably right. So she's the greatest. I can't say otherwise. Mm-hmm. Here she's greatest. She's greatest. Um, she goes in, and then in, like, the first event, and, like, United States is, like, projected to, like, win the all-around, which is when they do all the shit. And I think on the first, like, vault, she, like, fucks up a move, and then... That's really, the, and then I think either she tried it again and fucked up, or she just, after fucking up once, was just like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not mentally there to do it, or something like that. And there's a bunch of like, that's fine, speculation going on about it. Like, apparently, um, she has ADHD, uh, and she takes Ritalin, and Ritalin is illegal in Japan. So mm-hmm. she's not allowed to take her Ritalin during the Olympics. So there's, possibility that that could be affecting it um that's just something i heard on the rogan experience Mm. but it is true that ritalin's illegal in japan (laughs) it's fine for the olympics but japan's rules override the olympic rules yeah yeah and uh but other than that some people are saying she has what's called the twisties which is some weird form of vertigo which is like when you do too much gymnastics, you, your equilibrium gets fucked up, and then sometimes mm. you think you might be sideways when you're actually you're flipping like a billion times a second or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. like sometimes you like your mind equilibrium loses track, and you could like land on your head because you think you're landing on your feet or something like that. Jeez. So that's like a thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you know I, I try to stray away from commenting on it too much, but just from the outside looking in, it kind of struck me as um. It's one thing when you go in and just say, I'm gonna, I'm here to compete, blah, 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 and this, that, the other thing. It's another thing when leading up to the Olympics, and she kind of like, I'm going to compare this to like a Conor McGregor type thing where like she openly refers to herself as the GOAT, greatest of all time. She wears like shoes that say GOAT. <laughs> she like goes around like basically saying like, I'm the fucking best. Nobody can beat me. No one's ever done it better than me. And I saw some like interview on Twitter beforehand where they were talking about um, how apparently they were claiming that the scoring system was like rigged against her because basically when you're doing a routine, your max score that you can get on that routine is based off the difficulty. Mm -hmm. So like what moves are you going to attempt? And then that's your max score. And then you can get that much out of that score based off of how well you execute it. So apparently she's attempting these moves and nailing these moves that no one else doing gymnastics right now can even do. Mm -hmm. But they've capped the difficulty level before that. So like, let's say the max difficulty is 16. I'm just throwing out a random number. But Simone Biles is able to do these moves that no one else can do. And so when she goes out on the floor, her difficulty level should be like an 18, which means that if she perfectly executes her routine, she should get an 18. Well, they've basically said, no, you can't get higher than a 16. So it basically doesn't matter how much crazy shit you try to do that no one else can do. Yeah. You can still only score as much as that person that's just doing regular shit. So that's bullshit in that. That's And they say, they claim that that's because of like um, health issues we don't want people attempting these moves it's dangerous blah blah blah. and it's like well you know it's also gymnastics and it's also the olympics and it's also the best in the world that want to compete and now these fucking random people are coming in and be like well we don't want like even if you can do a fourth flip in the air we don't want you to try it because you could get hurt 
Mm-hmm. It's like people can get hurt from doing three flips. Yeah. I get hurt from doing half a flip. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the main reason you get hurt. You know, <laughs> you athletes, land on your head. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's not because I had the twisties, dude. It's because I <laughs> fucking suck, as do most people. So, like, I understand that, and that would piss me off. And in that interview, she said something along the lines of, which I'm just going to say rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, not at the time. Just but right now. Now, after the fact, after everything played out, because this is before everything played out in this interview, when she's talking about going to the Olympics, she's like, yeah, basically they did that because they know no one can beat me. And so they're trying to rig the score against me. Yeah. So she's claiming no one can beat me. I'm the best. No one else has a chance. I'm the GOAT. And I was like going in. I was like, okay, I like that kind of talk. Like I like when athletes, I like when Michael Jordan says he's the best. Yeah, yeah. I like when Conor McGregor says no one can beat me even though he hasn't won a fight in three years. I like when people... People, yeah, it's part of the story. That's what people want to see. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, everybody's like, "There's always a good underdog story where, like, oh yeah, like this guy goes, oh, hey man, I just work hard, I just bust my butt every single day. I believe in myself, and I'm gonna go out there against him on Friday night, and I'm gonna give it my all, and just I know that I've worked. It's like, okay, dude, great. I want to hear somebody go, you can't fucking beat me. Oh, I'm the fucking best. I'll eat your parents. Like some crazy shit, dude. That's what sells tickets. So when Simone Biles goes out and be like, look, nobody in the Olympics can fucking touch me, son. I'm Simone fucking Biles. I'm the best. I was like, okay, hell yeah. But when you talk like that and then you get to the Olympics and you fuck up once and then you drop out, it's like, all right. That was the only thing that I was like, it's it's one thing like I get it though. It's impossible and this is why this is why I didn't want to talk too much about it and why I don't want to state like a a hardline opinion about it because a like I said before who the fuck am I? Who the fuck is anybody really to be placing their judgment on this situation? And B it is entirely subjective like there's no way of knowing what is going on in her head. Um but also, you know, people have made good points along the lines of like, look, like part of being the greatest is dealing with that pressure. Like, yes, you are experiencing pressure because you're, you know, you're going up to the Olympics as the greatest. You're the, you're, you're no, it's one thing. It's a different type of thing to go into a competition when no one expects anything out of you because you can just kind of go out there and leave it all on the line. I remember when we went to States in wrestling, I just said to the guys, I was like, look, nobody, Nobody from our high school has been to states in fucking 10 years, and now we're here. Nobody expects anything out of us. Just go out there and fucking just leave it all out on the fucking mat. Just fucking go out there. Who cares if you get pinned? Go for something crazy. Do something. Fucking just don't walk away knowing that you can... It's a different type of pressure than going in as the guy that everybody's talking about, being like, this guy's the best. He's projected to win states. Because then anything less than winning states is a failure. Yeah. Whereas if I just won one match, it was like, oh, shit, awesome. So... When she goes in in 2016, yeah, she's, she's still got the reputation, but I think there was, like, another person who was, like, Gabby Douglas or something. I don't know, fucking know anything about gymnastics. I'm just speaking on my ass. But like <laughs> Way more than me. But, like, at the time, she was known as one of the best, but she wasn't, like, the person. You know what I mean? So she kind of goes in there and just does her thing and, and dominates and kind of surprises people. Now, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, maybe this chick is the best, you know? Now, four years later, five years later it is, because we delayed the Olympics one year, now all eyes are on her. She's that person. Yeah. And of course, anybody could understand 
how much immense pressure that is to be on a world stage in the Olympics when, like people have said before, nobody gives a fuck about gymnastics until two weeks every four years. So you're used to going to all these world competitions where nobody talks about you, nobody gives a fuck, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, here we are, summer 2021, and you're on Geico commercials, and you're on this, and now all of a sudden everybody knows your name, everybody's talking about you again. I can imagine that that is a certain level, of course, an immense amount of pressure. The question is, is like I said before, there's no way of judging what's going on in her mind, and, and there's no way of knowing, is, is the pressure that you were under or the, the mental state that you were in something that other greats in other fields have not also felt? There's no way of knowing. Like, when you're Michael Jordan going for a three-peat and people are talking about you being uh, fucking lazy because you drop out of basketball and coming back to basketball and everybody's looking at you like, are you going to still be the same Michael Jordan? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, or when, you, when anybody who does anything gets to that point where all eyes are on them and everybody's expecting something out of you, it's like, isn't that part of it? Isn't that part of what makes you the greatest? It's one thing to just have the talent, and it's one thing to just be able to win when it, when it kind of matters. But as far as I'm concerned, like what makes a good kicker is not the fact that that kicker in football could nail a field goal during the regular season in the second quarter with 10 minutes left. It's when you're in the fucking national championships and there's three seconds on the clock and your team is down by two. And if you hit this field goal, your team wins the Super Bowl. And if you miss this field goal, everyone in your city fucking hates you and you have to go to a different town, which is what happened to Billy Cundiff. <laughs> he missed and then he went to another team and then he never got his feet back. And now he's retired, I think, or something. I don't think he's playing anymore. He never got back to normal after that when he missed that easy field goal against the Patriots. And Baltimore hated him. It was all we <laughs> talked about. That's pressure. And I'm yeah. not saying, like, I'm not trying but to... But also, isn't a good story, like, failing and then rising to that challenge again and succeeding? That too. But the problem with gymnastics is, is like, isn't, like, the age out rate of gymnastics, like, 23? I have no Like, clue. they do so much shit from such a young age and they do so much abuse to their body that literally like by time you're like being 24 in gymnastics is like being like 34 in any other sport. Jesus. I'm pretty sure. Like if you look at gymnastics, like they're all like a lot of them are like 15, 16 years old, you know? So like Simone Biles, I think is like 21 maybe. Mm. So she might be back for the next Olympics, but I don't think so. Maybe. I think she was planning maybe on retiring. Three years. Yeah. Three years. That's true. But Again, I don't want to pass judgment either way, but it's, it's it is one of those things where it's like, I guess it was kind of the way that it was framed as bravery that annoyed people, that that dropping out, succumbing to the pressure, succumbing to your mental state was viewed and and doing that was viewed as brave, and I guess in certain aspects you could certainly look at that as brave. Yeah, um, if all eyes are on you and you have to back out, like, like going into it and potentially hurting yourself or something or just backing out because like you know your body or whatever but I, mean, I guess that's brave i mean i don't know isn't the definition of bravery like that's the, that's the big distinction between bravery and fearlessness because fearlessness isn't a virtue fearlessness yeah. means you don't have fear fearless like there's a lot of crazy kids that we grew up with that would like fucking jump off of balconies and do crazy flips off of cars and shit like that like mm -hmm. mike beckman or whatever and like 
those were fearless acts. And and I think we were all a certain level of fearless when we were kids because we weren't aware. Like, there's so much shit that I did when I was a kid, like we talked about before, like when you're like longboarding down a fucking thing going 50 miles per hour. And it's like, you do that when you're 20 or 19 because like you're not really aware of the consequences. So it's not really brave to be to be unaware of the dangers yeah, of what you're dumb. doing. It's just dumb. So you're you don't have fear, so it's not a virtue to to overcome your lack of fear. Bravery yeah, It's fearless if you don't get hurt, it's dumb if you do. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Bravery is being aware of the consequences, being aware of what could happen and doing it anyway. That's bravery. So Again, I really don't want to run the risk of sounding like an asshole. I'm just trying to formulate like a, a salient point here, I guess, from whatever I can speak on, which is really nothing. But from my perspective, and I think from a lot of people's perspectives, it seems like... I would say this. I don't think this happens four years ago with anyone. I, I feel I like... I don't know. Well, I mean, I think we're just in a weird place right now, too, with like the news and shit where like everything has to be a story like i think at the last olympics if this would have happened we would have been like all right well she's out let's see what happens next that yes absolutely um but i think probably at any time during history if you went in like if michael phelps 10 years ago when he was in the olympics goes in as the returning olympic champion in like seven events and then goes in where he's like on the relay. And I think that was a big thing because like the fact that she dropped out cost America the all around. So we wound up coming in second, whereas we could have come in first and beat Russia, which apparently matters, which another funny thing is Russia apparently got busted before the Olympics for um, having a mandatory state mandated doping policy, (laughs) which means that you were required to take steroids. steroids. And so whenever a Russian competes, they can't represent their country. They don't get the national (laughs) anthem and they don't have the logo. They just have the Olympic rings because I was watching swimming and I was like, what does the, it mean when they have the Olympic rings and Dom was like, Oh, that's Russia. They're not allowed to represent Russia. (laughs) So they had to test all the athletes and only the ones that weren't doing it can compete. And they're not allowed to represent the country. Blah, 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 blah. That's another thing. Fighting for then just themselves, just themselves. That's so crazy. It is crazy. But like I think that was a lot of the the backlash was because it, it wasn't just it didn't just cost her, it cost the team, cost the country, whatever. Um, but I do think that if Michael Phelps, you know, three cycles ago, whenever he was competing, goes in as like the Americans are projected to win the relay, we're projected to win the most medals in swimming, and then Michael Phelps after his first lap just goes, I'm out. <laughs> that would have been a story. You know, like people would have talked about yeah. that. It would have been a story, I guess. And, like, I think what I meant when I said that this doesn't happen five years ago is I think, and again, this is such a touchy subject because it is so subjective. You can't say what someone else feels. Mm -hmm. You can't, I can't tell, no one can be inside of her head besides her. So no one can truly make a judgment on what she did being right or wrong. So I'm just speaking off of what other people can possibly speak on. We've gotten to a state culturally and socially within the past five years where mental health has been a subject that it's good that we talk about it and it's good that we have brought that conversation to the forefront of social media and, you know, talking about people need to go to therapy and really consider that part of your like, just like the same way you look at going to the gym as being healthy. Like we need to talk about maintaining your mental health as well. That's great. But we have also gotten to a point where there has kind of been this weird 
like fetishization of mental health to the point where now like you go on certain people's Twitter bios and like they'll have their fucking like ADHD, OCD, like like bipolar. They'll have it like in their Twitter bio as if like having ADHD is like a personality now. It's like that's not like it's like a badge of honor almost that people like in the same like I don't know how to describe what I'm saying, but it's it's almost like we've embraced it to a fault. To the point where we're no longer acknowledging the fact that it's like, yes, it's we acknowledge that these are things that people deal with, but also the main purpose here is to, uh, if you're dealing with certain obstacles and hurdles in your life, that this, the ultimate goal is always to overcome them. You know what I mean? Like, it would be one but thing. Also, like, Twitter's not a good representation of, like, the world. <laughs> well, we've gotten... We've gotten in this conversation about, I think we talked about with Arch, we've talked about several times on the podcast about depression and how like um in the in the way that like antidepressants are like the the biggest grossing medicine that's sold, like that's the number one sold like pharmaceutical is antidepressants, and how this idea of like if you're feeling shitty, if you don't enjoy your day-to-day existence, blah, 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 blah that this idea that it's entirely chemical and it's entirely outside of your control has kind of been the the enforced way of looking at it in our society and it's always bugged me that no one's ever taken a step back and been like wait has it ever isn't it a coincidence that that also happens to be the way of looking at it that makes big pharma the most money like has it ever yeah. occurred to anyone I mean it's kind of like the same thing with like i guess like ritalin for people our age like mm-hmm. Because when it was being like heavily pushed, it was like when we were going through school and shit. Like, I knew a lot of people who had like whatever fucking Ritalin or like Adderall or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was mainly just because it was being kind of like pushed on our generation. Like, kind of like, oh, these kids are like rambunctious and have a lot of energy. It's not because they're kids, it's because they have ADHD. Yes. But also, you know, that is a real thing. Like, some people do need that shit. For their, they like people do really have ADHD, but it's something that was like over prescribed to people oh, who didn't have it 100%. And like, I always joke and be like, ADHD isn't real, blah blah blah. And like, to be honest, I look, I know that there are some crazy cases of it out there, mm-hmm. but I also know that, uh, I feel like most people have like mild forms of yeah. it, and I was diagnosed with it for whatever that's worth not you know whatever the way anyone else is diagnosed with it you just get in trouble in class enough and then they bring in a school psychologist who had never met me and he goes oh you have it and I, and if that's what happened to me i can only imagine that's what's happened to millions of other kids across the country over the past 20 years and so as someone who was diagnosed with it and given the option of taking prescription drugs to overcome it i was given that option i can I can pretty making air quotes for shit that happened. It happened, but like it's so (laughs) diagnosed, (laughs) prescribed medicine. (laughs) It's hard for me to put on supervisor watch. (laughs) (laughs) All that did happen, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's so incredibly difficult for me to acknowledge that as real because the way that I saw it happening in my mind from my perspective was I went to school and I did not think that a lot of the shit that we were doing was had a purpose. Mm-hmm. I was much more interested in things that ultimately wound up being the more important things in my life. 
for sure. And uh, you and 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 I and people like us that were stuck in that system were told basically like that was the thing. And I, I we've talked about this before as well. But like I was thinking about this the other day that like just in the same way that we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, no one ever told me. Very few people. I mean, there were very few people in my life in terms of my, my teachers that really enforced the idea in my mind that the things that I was doing, the things that would get me in trouble could have actually been beneficial assets in my adult life. Like the fact that I oh, yeah. enjoyed making people laugh and being an entertainer and, and doing things like that. They, there were so many qualities that I exhibited from a young age that were kind of squashed down. Mm-hmm. And they were used by that psychologist and my teachers at the time to air quotes diagnose me with a disorder where ultimately very many of those traits that they said were a disorder wound up being what made me into a at this juncture in my life a, a successful in whatever I'm doing. Yeah. That those it might be kind of like double edged though, just because like if they had not been so negative to it because i feel like kids want to do the opposite of anyone like whatever anyone tells them and i don't think like the the adults in the situation like the teachers or whatever were consciously doing that Mm -hmm. but like i feel like you getting in trouble for doing that but you get the positive response of the class or whatever that Mm -hmm. makes you want to do it more and like you you then get a sense of like you know the positive and negatives of situations and then you try to like get away with it smoother the next time, but you still do it. Yeah, but but ultimately you're still reinforcing in that kid's mind that somewhere along the line you're getting negative reinforcement for positive things. And I'm not saying that like showing up late to class is a good thing. I'm not saying that like being disruptive is a There's good a thing. There's a method to the madness. <laughs> but like certainly there are ways to ring it in and like Okay, okay, we see this kid, we see what he what he brings to the table, and like here are the things that we need to dial in so that we can but but that really wasn't what was happening in a lot of situations. On a lot of situations, the stuff that I would get in trouble for, I think about times when I would get detention for for writing in my notebook the lyrics to songs and stuff like that because I wasn't paying attention to the class. No one ever told me that, hey, did you know the fact that you can memorize a bunch of lyrics to a bunch of songs could actually make you money when you're an adult? Nobody told me that. They gave me detention for it. Same thing I did with wrestling. When I was fucking, I would go through and I'd write down all, I was always been a list guy. You said it yourself, I'm a list you guy. Love lists. I would write down every match by memory and the exact score and, and figure out who I was wrestling next and blah, 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 blah. And I would do that. And then fucking my calculus teacher sees me doing that the day of states and tries to not let me go to states because I wasn't paying attention to his math class. And Mr. Brocky had to come and actually physically talk to the teacher and allow him to let me leave for the bus midday to go to States. So that kind of shit that wound up later on in life, playing a beneficial role in my life attributes that I had. I spent my entire life being told by not thankfully, not the people closest to me, like my family, Mm -hmm. but the people that were like in my life on a day to day basis, many teachers. I had many great teachers as well, but I still say to this day, the vast majority of things I learned in life were not from school itself, but were from sports. That was where I learned how to, how to, you know, apply myself and, and do things like that. Whereas in school, it was like, it's not just about figuring out what works for you. It was about, look, this is, we're training you. And this is what always bugged me. Yeah. We're training you to have a day job. Exactly. 
We are training you how to work for someone else. Mm -hmm. And everyone who's teaching you is someone who works for someone else. So you're being taught by a bunch of people who have spent their entire lives in the system. The school, and this is no shade to teachers because there was plenty of awesome teachers in my life that I could talk about ad nauseum. But the vast majority of my experience across the board with some of the shittier ones was that you're learning how to live life from and how to exist and for a person that was bound to be outside of that system being told by a bunch of people that have never been outside of that system that the way they're going about it is wrong because they have no concept they nobody told me you could make money playing music i had to figure that out myself nobody told me you could do any like these were things that other kids were told from the time they were kids Oh, you can do this, and if you do your homework every night, then that means you're going to be a good employee, and that means you're going to show up on time to your day job, 9 to 5, and you're going to do that stuff on time. And it's like, great, you're giving these kids a clear-cut path to how to do what they want to do. You're telling them, you go to high school and get good grades in high school so you can go to good college. You get good grades in college so you can get a good job. And you have clearly set out the path for these kids to do what they are bound to do in life. But at no point did you ever clearly set out the path for kids like us to show us that, hey... Also, maybe you aren't as interested in this stupid, mundane, repetitive, mindless bullshit, but also you have things that you bring to the table that could make you a successful person in what you do. was never told to me. Instead, that was diagnosed as a disorder, and that's why I air quote it. So it makes me wonder how many kids— You get so riled up when I bring this up. <laughs> you getting diagnosed. <laughs> It makes me wonder how many kids are put through that. And that's what I mean by the fetishization of mental health is that I was lucky enough to grow up in an environment, in my home environment, where when they told me I had that disorder, instead of being told, okay, well, here's a crutch that you can rely on for the rest of your natural born life. Here is some fucking amphetamines so that if you can't dial down the shit that makes you want to be entertaining or the shit that makes you want to be creative or the shit that makes you want to do any of this stuff, instead, we're going to give you fucking... Ritalin, we're going to give you speed, we're going to give you fucking legalized meth so that you sit down and shut the fuck up and do exactly what we tell everybody else in this fucking classroom to do. And that, it's impossible to tell how many kids are going through that right now. I've seen personally, and I know you've seen this as well, a lot of the kids that were all drugged up through our high school years and middle school years wound up to be kind of fucking weird. Mm -hmm. A lot of them. And that's not a coincidence. Because they never learned regular fucking coping mechanisms. When you grow up, when you're a young kid who who instead of being told to sit down and shut the fuck up and if you don't, this is the consequence. If instead of teaching them consequence and instead of teaching them how to, like I said before, ring it in. Hey, it's great that you're energetic. It's great that you're creative. It's great that you think outside the box. It's great that you want to be entertaining. Blah, 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 blah. But also, here's the confines of society that you need to learn. You need to show up to class on time. You need to not be disruptive. you got to know when is the right time to be funny and when is the right time to sit up, sit down and listen. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you should be taught. But when you just tell any kid who thinks like that that it's actually not something that could be beneficial to them later in life, that instead it is some type of fucking disease, <laughs> it's a disease to not be like everyone that you're sitting next to in your classroom, it's impossible to tell how many kids are going through that now. It's impossible to tell. So, but that all stems from this idea that mental health or or having hurdles in your mind, having obstacles that deter you from being able to achieve something cannot be overcome, that instead it is something to identify with and just say, well, this is me 
And so here's my pill that I take. And, and I'm going to start taking that from the time I'm eight years old and I'm never going to be able to function without it. I'm never going to learn baseline, regular coping mechanisms so that if randomly one day I don't have access to my pill, I can't fucking function. And I'm not trying to say that about Simone Biles. I'm not trying to say about anyone in particular, but the reason I say that this situation with the mental health thing doesn't get doesn't happen five years ago is because even five years ago, we at least had an expectation that people were like, okay, look, we understand like there's a lot of pressure, but that's also like what this shit is, dude. It's the Olympics. It's a 2000 year old tradition. This is the one time every four years that people even give a fuck about what you're doing. And, and, and you've been saying you're the greatest of all time and this is your time to fucking prove it. And if you can't rise to the occasion, no one's mad at you, but it's a way bigger thing to say, we accept you we're okay with your decision than to instead flip that on its head and say that that's bravery because I don't think that that could be seen as brave from the way I'm looking at it. That's all I'll say. That's fair. You can have that opinion. I and think, again, who gives a really fuck about my opinion? Care. <laughs> I don't, yeah, really I don't care, care either. About the whole thing. I think it's like, okay, yeah, she bowed out. That's fine. It's fine. I don't give a shit, dude. Do you think I care that we lost to the country that cannot be care, named in the bro. Olympics? He care. As far as I'm concerned, we are the number one country because the number one country can't even say they're, can't even say they're from, from that, that country. country. Yeah. So we are the first place country yeah. with or without Simone Biles. Some random Russian guy came first, but we're the first country. <laughs> yeah. But to tie all that back together, apparently she is back in competing in one of the events for an individual thing and I think it's one of the events that like isn't as dangerous or something whatever okay, again for her. I know this might come back and bite me in the ass because it sounds like I'm railing against her I'm really not railing against her anybody who's paying attention to this rant knows that I spent the majority of the time getting mad at my teachers from middle school <laughs> yeah so <laughs> <laughs> and somehow that tied back into Simone Biles but it really doesn't so <laughs> fuck man yeah um, I don't really uh, I don't really have that much to talk about other than uh, what I already have. Uh, I got two quick things. Okay, yeah. First quick thing, do you know what a shark egg looks like? Uh, kind of. It's like kind of translucent, right? Yeah, and it has like prongs on either it. side. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Where'd you see one? Uh, Liv thought she saw one and then it didn't wind up being one, but then she was like, but I think it was. And I was like, sharks don't lay eggs. And then I was thinking, I was like, oh, wait. I guess they do. I never yeah. knew sharks laid eggs. For some reason, I thought because they're the same color as dolphins that they are mammals. Yeah, they just birth one out. Like, I know if you if somebody would have sat me down two weeks ago, I was like, are sharks mammals? I'd be like, clearly not. They're not mammals. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're fish, but they're not mammals. They're like some type of weird, like, there's no bones. I don't think they have bones. I think they're all cartilage. Yeah, for sure. So they're like some weird type of, I guess technically they might be a fish, but I guess I had never really actually sat down and thought about whether or not they lay eggs. Mm -hmm. um so apparently they do and the eggs look really cool i'm not going to pull it up right now because who gives a fuck but if you've never seen a shark egg before look it up they call it the devil's purse satan's mm -hmm. purse or something they look very creepy and very it's like exactly what you'd think a shark egg would look like like it's like oh damn they, even the eggs look fucking scary um damn yeah they're fish officially on google interesting officially officially fish. a fish yeah. Um. Other quick topics. Did you hear anything that happened with the baby? The baby this week, dude. He got in oh, big yeah, trouble. He got in big trouble. He's canceled now. Talked about AIDS or something at a concert. Yeah. I. It was. Um. 
I literally just looked it up. I've been hearing all week about like just seeing random tweets and random stuff on YouTube and like the baby's canceled. He's not performing here. He's not performing there. I and, saw the clip. I think he was like trying to be funny, I guess, but like I don't know. It's just kind of like a weird like you know he's not a comic, so like yeah, he was just making a bunch of like gay jokes. Yeah, which. I'm Which imagining. Is like, okay, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a little weird. Yeah, but like, also, this is where people get fucked up because it's like, you know, like, I feel like that's the majority of like, uh, you know, like, there's a lot of people. Like, I didn't even see what he said until this morning, and the only reason I even brought this topic up is not to defend him or not defend him because mm-hmm. I can obviously see why he got in trouble. Do I think it's as bad as people are making it out to be? No, but in this day and age, of course it is. But the thing that I noticed was I heard about seven days worth of content relating to him being canceled for inappropriate comments, and it took me a solid amount of Google searching to even find what he said. Oh, really? Which is like... Well, yeah, because he's been getting... There's probably been a bunch of articles flooding in of him getting canceled from other places. Well, yeah, but it's like... It's it's kind of... To me, that kind of spoke volumes to like the culture of today where it's like all you hear is about something bad happened and like you actually have to put in a certain amount of effort to even see what it is that the initial thing that you're even talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like most people, I'm imagining, the only reason I even bothered looking it up is because I thought, oh, we have the podcast tonight, maybe this could potentially be a topic. And so I went out of my way to take 10 minutes out of my day to read an article where finally, you know, three paragraphs in the article you see quotes. Mm-hmm. And like, but for a person who doesn't have a podcast later in the day and scrambling for topics, yeah, yeah. who just exists a regular day to life, I have more free time than most people. <laughs> and I still barely found out what the fuck it was about. So I can only imagine what the average person's level of knowledge about what actually happened as it pertains to this, which is who gives a fuck. But it just on a broader scale as it pertains to most things. The fact that all people really hear is other people's opinions about something as opposed to actually seeing what happened and forming their own opinion. I thought that was the bigger takeaway from this. Uh, as far as the baby goes, like, yeah, dude, I mean, look, I wouldn't have canceled you. I would have seen it as a joke. I wouldn't have made that joke. Yeah. I think I would have been a little bit funnier personally. <laughs> but, you know, I think the baby is, his videos are funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was just, like, a weird, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he just, like, didn't sleep and was, like, in that weird, like, I've been awake for, like, 24 hours, like, I'm rambling. Shit. Yeah, he's he's fucking restless, tired, drunk, hyped up on stage, and just fucking screaming shit and riffing and, like, yeah, something he said uh, struck a chord with somebody. You know, if there wasn't the fucking two people, one person in the crowd that heard it and decided to make it a fucking article... Uh, I think the other 99,000 people in the crowd wouldn't have given a fuck. But that's, you know, who fucking knows. But, um, so that's that. Other than that, I'm going to see if you're interested in sign up with this app that Ooh. I just found. It's What's called up? Beer Buddy. Beer Buddy? You ever heard of it? No. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I've been is using this it. an ad? Yeah, dude. This podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Beer Buddy. Um, no, I actually did hear an ad for it on another podcast and I never did anything, but then Lucas Mosca invited me to join it mm-hmm. and it's actually kind of cool. What it's like, it? it's basically, so you have like your friends, you sign up and then like whenever you're drinking, you just press a button like, and like the button could be like beer, whiskey, wine, whatever. And you just press it and then it tells everybody you're friends with that you're out drinking and where you're drinking at. 
<laughs> so like now, like I'll just see it's like the alcoholic bat signal. <laughs> pretty much, dude. I gotta say, I did not know how much my friends drank until today. Holy I thought shit. I had a drinking problem. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even drink that much. I was just like, well, you know, I, I usually have like a beer or two if I'm playing, then I'm playing all the time. But like a lot of my friends that have do not have that excuse <laughs> are out there every day and like, but it's cool because it's like, oh, sweet. If I wanted to, he has just projected, my friend has just projected that hey, he I'm is at out. This bar. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's so I was cool. doing that. And it's also a good way to flex too because I was mm-hmm. doing it a lot in Miami. Ooh. Like every club I would go to, I'd be like, Jimmy Seleski is drinking real whiskey at the fucking <laughs> Fontaine Blue. <laughs> She was you just ordered a water <laughs> at Club Live in Miami. <laughs> yeah, dude. So that's a cool app, dude. I was going to see if you would sign up, dude, so we could be beer buddies. Yeah, maybe. I'll think about it. Think about it, dude. I'll think about at it. At least so you would know when I'm drinking. You'd okay. be like, oh, shit. Just constantly get pinged that you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. It makes me want to compete with Lucas. I want to like beat him, dude. I want to start lying. I'm going to start lying about my drinking. Like the opposite way. Yeah, just go to a place just to ping it and then leave immediately yeah like, jimmy you've been lying about your drinking lately i'm concerned it's like not in the good way either you're saying you're drinking and you're not it's almost more pathetic and it is more pathetic i'd rather if you were an alcoholic yeah that it wouldn't be sad if you're an alcoholic yeah but you're a poser but you're a poser. the only thing worse than an alcoholic is a poser <laughs> that's something you need to go to fucking poser anonymous bro damn on that note Poser Anonymous is uh, at Eric Glazer on all social media. All social media. And uh, get Jimmy at, at Jimmy Selesky mm-hmm. on everything. Yeah. And follow the band at Sophomore MD. Oh, yes. I picked up two Spotify followers at my gig at Lockbar. Two Spotify followers. And then they shared to their story and they said, listen to this band, very underrated. They're so good. And I was like, that was very nice of you. To Big say that. money. So, judging by that, we should be getting about four a year. There you go. Um, Big numbers right there. Big numbers. Putting up big numbers here. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram, at SophomoreMD, Eric, at Eric Glade. You got anything coming up, by the way, dude? Uh, I think this week, I'm doing a show that Ben Smith put together. Um, nope, that's not it. It is, uh, where the fuck is it on this poster? (laughs) I don't know if it says the date on the actual poster. Just a reminder. Okay, August 5th, this Thursday, Mm. at The Crown. uh, Kingdom Come, it's a comedy show hosted by Ben Smith. Doors open at 8 o'clock. At The Crown? Yep, show starts 8.30. Okay. Got some good boys on that show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, The open mic at Motorhouse is opening again, right? Yeah, yeah. Every fucking Wednesday. Every mm-hmm. damn Wednesday. And also, Sidebar? Sidebar back? starts next week. So Sidebar next is Monday, open again as a bar. Sidebar will be open. Get the... And f- the open mic will be back in action. That is a power Dark plug, Dark Mark dude. sent the fucking signal out, dude. That is a power plug, dude. Even I had to reply to that Instagram story, dude. I was like, get the flying yeah, fuck out dude. of here. I got to get a fucking magnetic fishing thing now because I lost a lighter under the stairs last time oh, I was there. Yeah, dude. Last time I was there, pre-pandemic, the last time it was open, dude. A fucking it's gotta be big there. zippo fell out under my pocket. They haven't done anything Went since to, Slipped into a crack under the stairs. <laughs>
Mm. Anyone who knows Eric knows lighters are very important. Um, guys, big week for me. Uh, Cause not a big month for me. Cause we got a lot of stuff coming up in our personal lives. We got the beach trip next fucking weekend, beach dude. Trip. The slabs beach trip. Check us out in ocean city, Maryland. Yeah. August 12th through August 15th. The fucking boys, eight of us, dude. That's going to be fucking wild. It's going to be a sight to see, dude. I'm yeah. very much looking forward to that. I plan my entire, like, just like I life literally, literally, I mean, kind of, kind <laughs> of. I've never done leading up to this, this much coordinating for anything in my life ever. Yeah, for real. Um, so if you want to check sophomore boys out, uh, this week is probably the best week to do it because then after that, we got Dan's wedding weekend, we got mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other stuff. So, like, not a lot in the name of that, but this week, catch me tonight at the horse, Wednesday, August 4th, 9 30 to close. I was, I was tripping. Before, when I was joking, when I first became the Wednesday guy and joking about how it was going to be a weeknight, I knew I was tripping. I was purposefully tripping. I believe they call that uh, whatever. But it's fun. There's, I mean, and that's coming, uh, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt because I played the Sunday nights there for two years and Sunday is notoriously the worst bar shift. Sunday night is the worst bar shift ever because everyone's done drinking by 6 p.m. and then starts getting what they call the Sunday scariest because they got to be ready for work the next day. Fun fact about adulthood, kids, if you're listening, um, the The Sunday Sunday scaries never go away. (laughs) I hated Sunday nights when I was a child. Yeah, and dude, I don't even work on Mondays (laughs) and I still don't like Sundays. The Sunday scaries, just because everyone I know is (laughs) damn dude, that's so real. I didn't know there was a term for it. Yeah, it it sucks. I used to have it so bad when I was a kid, and it never goes away. It's just something that you just have to deal with for the rest of your life. The Sunday scaries, and I was sophomore scary Sunday boy for so long, and now I'm the Wednesday boy, and it's so much better. Uh, every Wednesday night at the Horseshoe came in on in Fells Point, 9.30 to close. I'm there solo dolo. Also, this week, Thursday, that's tomorrow if you're listening on the day of the release, I will be at 101 in Baltimore, 101 Baltimore in Fed Hill, 8 to 11 with Kevin Gorin, real good drummer. I've played with him one time. He was actually the last guy I played with before COVID happened. So this is the first time I'm playing with him since COVID. So you know we're going to be fucking on the money. Um, that's eight to 11. It's right next door to banditos. In fact, it's the same owners. You can literally just go back and forth between one one and banditos. It's like the same fucking place. Um, so I'm there eight to 11 with Kevin Gorin Friday. I'll be at Valley Inn for my first Friday stint there. Uh, every first Friday of the month at Valley Inn in Brooklynville, AKA hot momville, Maryland, uh, <laughs> Lutherville, pretty much five 30 to nine 30 solo. And then Saturday night, I am back in black at the point Towson, just duo, me and Joe Niehaus. Uh, they're starting up bands in October. So uh, for the time being, it's just me and Joe hitting a little duo vibes at the Point in Towson on Saturday, August 7th from 9 to 1. So come out to any of those given events. Other than that, check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Spotify. Uh, follow me on Beer Buddy <laughs> <laughs> at LFTS Podcast across the board on everything. Folks, till next week. Peace. Well, I was sitting, waiting, wishing you believed in superstitions. Then maybe you'd see the signs.